Previously on Hate Radio. The police did that. No, no, that David was the Beck police. did that. But that doesn't make it any better. How Brian many people Beck. don't want to hear about that. We got, we got the um, Ukraine situation. We got, we even mentioned crypto. What else? Fucking toxic ass topic have we hit tonight? At? The picture of the uh, the West Virginia state police officer with a little boy in his arms and he's kissing the boy deeply, and some oh, call yeah, him man. pig. We, if we had sat down and been like, let's plan the most toxic, off-putting show, we would have not done this well. I don't think. No, this this is some Machiavellian shit. Like, it's the kind of evil that just comes out. It expresses itself of its own accord. That's what this show oh, is. Oh, dude. Tato the Hutt I mean, in the chat says, not, I feel raped. All, we, all we're missing are, are fucking John Boy Billy bumpers. Where we're just going... I feel raped. John Boy Billy Big Show! Somebody in chat room feels raped! On your girl like a chain shop! Bitcoin in the chat room! All right. Start pulling your stories from other. Start start doing. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, AP plagiarism. Plagiarism. I'm working my dick off over here. I, I need to just start plagiarizing. wife and then you got a girlfriend and a mistress and you fuck the secretary and um god damn we've hit all the bases tonight we've got this this creepy incel misogyny we've got fucking uh raping him thank you thank you i've been upon my own research chemicals welcome back inside warmer there we can take our skin off this is radio hate there's no there's no way out Keeps our keeps our numbers down so we don't become uh, popular. Marietta! Because God forbid. Marietta, my cloaca is dirty.
Will the Chronicle Boys turn this show around and clean up their act? Will executives cancel them first? Will nonchalantly stay through the end? All this and more on tonight's Hate Radio. And aliens are coming here to save us from another year of poisoning the minds of the night. Wipe us clean, we'll find the friends of Jeff Epstein and string them up high by their tuxedos. Of course, Madonna's been and killing kids to drink their adrenochrome. January. I mean, he didn't technically kill anyone, or like... This is Hey Radio. We got Kilgore on the line. We got people calling in. They're all underneath the Washington Monument. I was just wondering, like, what you thought about that. And we got headlines to do. Kilgore, how's it going? I feel like most of the people who listen to this show are just kind of uh, living in some back alley. I don't trust them. I think I just saw the world I mean, Thanks for calling in. Tell Kilgore you love him. Oh, Jesus. Dr. Troubadour hasn't been seen for weeks. Uh, I hear you're Bastard. sick. Disgraced Miami doctor, Angstrom H. Troubadour. You got a problem with your balls, is that it? God damn it. Troubadour is quoted. He told me you got a problem with your balls. Lay down. In this story, incidentally, he says, Merry Christmas, you pieces of shit. I'm a pretty good old doc. I mean, who do you think you are? You think you're just like that catch me outside girl? I guess you're in charge here. Why don't you run the show? Take your LSD and put the kids to sleep. You're listening to Chronicle.su, Hate Radio. Here's your host today, Hate Hello and welcome to a wise old episode of Hate Radio. Radio Hate is brought to you proudly by Liebel Droker Incorporated. Who are they? Oh, I was, um, actually I was going to riff on that and, uh, and tell the joke, but in all seriousness, um... It's with great sadness that I must report there was a chairlift accident at the latest Liebeldroker Company retreat in Aspen. There were no survivors. Tonight is a very special show, and we're going to cut right to the chase because I want to hear directly from Nonchalantly tonight. He's such a funny writer, and he's a talented, hilarious person on Twitter. Uh, He's a poet, and a good one at that. He's not one of those shitty poets which, um, you know, are like in every fucking college campus, classroom, uh, under a teacher who is all ages at once um, and just accepts any old horse shit that you put out. He seems to hold himself to a higher standard, and uh, and I think we're going to get a picture of that. It'll be his radio debut. We never heard from him before. Um, it's going to be awesome, and I'm very pleased to have him on the show. I'm super excited about this guest um you know i think it's going to go a little bit better than Curtaner. <laughs> later on we're going to call spiko and after that somehow or another i don't even know if i should say this because who knows how long it's going to be until that we get a chance to do this but somehow kilgore got his phone number we're going to call the ceo of twitch what's his fucking name in the chat the twitch ceo we're going to talk to him about something Emmett Schmier. Uh we're gonna we're gonna ask him about smart notifications and you know. I think we're gonna I think what we decided to do is we're gonna pretend oh uh we're we're gonna pretend to be um like uh 
somebody working in the server room and apologetically be like, hey, I'm sorry, I don't want to have to call you, but uh, will you suck my cock or, or something like that? I don't know how it's going to go, but um, are my levels okay? Do I sound good? Am I too quiet compared to everything else? Just uh, also let me know that in the chat so I can, uh, cool, I sound, I sound like a prince. Maybe I should turn up so I sound like a king. Someone in IRC just asked me if I'm going to apologize to Barrett Brown tonight. I sound like an emperor. <laughs> what do I have to apologize to Barrett for? Is it because I published that article under his name? And he's like notoriously uh, against the Chronicle? Uh, Tito, the hut in the chat, wants to know, is this the last hate radio? Um, it could be. After, you know, if the CEO figures out that we're calling him and like doing a Twitch stream or whatever, he's probably going to cancel the show here. Um, please mute your microphone when you aren't talking so that everyone in the meeting can hear the speaker. Thank you, Stratum. That's good advice for our Zoom call that we're having right now. Yeah, we're going to get Twitch banned at the end of this. Um, so I really do feel like it's the show that ends our uh, our run at the Twitch platform but we've been in talks with other people um uh it might be too early to say but um young internet is starting a uh, an internet radio platform and he has offered us a space there so if we do happen to get kicked out of twitch we're probably going to have an even stronger platform than this uh after once we go but also like the interface is cool so who the hell knows right I'm just I'm just trying to anticipate getting kicked. Like, what are we gonna do next? Is all that's you know I'm not saying like we're we're going to be, but it's good to have a backup plan. Uh, and part of our backup plan does uh, at no point does that include apologizing to Barrett. Um, have I mentioned it on the show by the way that I've met Barrett Brown? Uh, I, I we we hugged on this at at the bar. I bought him a couple drinks. We smoked a joint together. Uh, it it changed my feelings about it. it humanized him um where like he stopped being a punchline and he started being somebody that that i pull for like obviously he's he's still out there being ridiculous but it made me want the best for him you know what i mean so like yeah we're still fucking with him and stuff but also i want the best for him um nobody owes anybody an apology though and i don't know actually I recognize the username of that person. I think they're pretty cool. So they're probably just fucking around too. Um, anyway, no apologies. Uh, and no apologies for like what I've been up to. I try to pass the, the time in this little town. It's weird. I was firing a bow and arrow into a crowd of people today. And wouldn't you believe it? I just walked away from that. Like, shouldn't I be in jail? Firing a bow and arrow into a crowd of people. I mean, you're lucky to even see a crowd of people out here, and but they were all running in the same direction, and I don't know. I guess I just got lost in the lost in the chaos, as it were. K a y o s. Um, I was a good kid though. When I was born, my doctor played a rim shot, just trying to find new ways to pass the time. You know, a hobby, a compound bow, a large cluster of people. You do the math. Kilgore in the chat says Barrett is a fed again. Is that true? There's a lot of Fed stuff going on, by the way. <laughs> a lot of accusations and that type of shit um, about Feds. To some people, everybody's a Fed. To me, 
Um, I don't know. Here's the thing, right? Like, I can't imagine that a, a federal agent would want to waste their time on me because I'm just fucking around. But I'm, I am, as a personality, adjacent to these people that uh, clearly they do have some interest in. So I, I don't personally feel like a, a target. But I wouldn't be surprised at the frivolity of any such decision because I mean just you know what 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 we've already seen right but I'm not going to jail um at least not for the bow and arrow thing oh there's velvet snail in the chat how the hell are you there's raleigh ram uh stupid demon baby is here I wonder if gup is here I feel like I saw something about that black adderall um tato the hut you guys are a bunch of sweet angels. Some guy named Sai, and then somebody was here for the first time. Besides, uh, they were asking if it's a LGBTQ plus Disney uh, friendly stream, and yes, it is. We got uh, we got no hate in our hearts that uh, that isn't warranted and, and focused on uh, on, a, on a righteous like a laser beam of uh, pure hate energy, and, and you can rest assured that. We're not pointing it at uh, at anybody who's out there, you know, sucking on genitals and stuff. I mean, I think I think we can all agree that's that's a nice thing to do. I'm not. I'm digging myself into a fucking hole here. Why am I talking like this? It's a kid-friendly channel here, says Salvocha. Now we shouldn't be mixing these subjects, uh, or or we will um, come under some federal scrutiny. But I I don't know you know sometimes I feel like I'm uh, like I'm above this place, and, and I feel like people uh, kind of look at me like whoa look at Mr. Fancy Pants with his hopes and his dreams, like what's wrong? Isolation, racism, bitterness. Is this squalor not good enough for you, hate sec? And I guess no, it isn't. I mean people are kind of picking up on it. They're like. I, I see that you are like trying to configure your world as if you're still in New York City. You're trying to fucking milk this coffee shop next door for all it's worth, and and uh, you want to hear a saxophone in the distance, don't you? And I'm just like, yeah, I guess I just want something more than what this place is. Um, and also, I want a little bit less of what this place is because I had to barricade myself in my fucking office. Uh, last month or two months ago. It was like right before I got sick. Uh, okay, I'm in here. I, I locked the door. I'm pushing furniture against my fucking desk. And for the first and only time ever in my life, I turned the safety off of a pistol in the belief that I might have to use it to defend myself. This is fucking crazy, right? Like, what the hell kind of a... So I, I could use a little a little less of that. You know, that's just the kind of place it is out here, though. That That's the temperature. That's the volume. Open hostility, uh, $2 pistols. Uh, that's the volume at which I operate. I, you got to keep a heater out here. Not because I want to. I'm not a gun guy. But that's just the way it is out here. Um, and I have a Facebook account to kind of be a lightning rod for when people want to be shitty. Like this lady printed out my picture and she was driving around here like asking people if they're me. And he's like, no. 
And so she opens up this binder, and she's fucking going through this binder full of uh, shit that she's printed out. And she's holding up my picture to this other guy. She's like, you sure you're not him? And she's looking at the picture and looking at him and looking back at the picture again. Yeah, I have a Facebook account now, and it's kind of disturbing how many people put their kids on there. Children can't consent, right? Isn't that the whole thing? They're kids, they can't. But I guess if you just see them as little extensions of yourself, consent doesn't matter, right? It kind of goes out the window, and you can just put sad pictures up when they piss their pants and and shit into their pussies and stuff. That's it's all fair game because they're not people, are they? They're just they're just little versions of you to go out there and fucking. Uh, I don't know, man. Oh, uh, let's see. We ran a poll earlier. We're just kind of rushing through this stuff because it's going to be a big show. And um, and, and I want to get to everything. I ran a poll. Uh, what are some band names that sound cooler than their music? That's basically that's the basis of the poll. Um, bands that don't live up to their badass sounding names. And uh, I started Eagles of Death Metal. Awesome name. Weird kind of not even like metal it's not metal it's it's kind of rock but it's I, I don't know it's like this weird offshoot of like uh they were about to be desert rock but then they just kind of i don't know uh somebody said slurm i don't know what slurm is simon moon says five finger death lunch i think he meant to write death punch but he he left the typo i i think that's kind of a stupid sounding name i don't think it's that cool and I dismissed their their music just on the basis of uh oh I didn't know that Josh Hom Josh Homme or whatever I didn't know he played drums in that band. The drums are maybe the only good thing about that music. Uh Five Finger Death Punch is a stupid sounding name. I'm sorry like you you want me to take you seriously? Like it's it's dumber than Ween. And Ween is actually good enough. Like, that's that's the other extreme, right? Like, where it's so silly that how could you possibly take it seriously? Well, if you hear some of their music, it's like, how could you not? It's amazing work. Uh, let's see. Um, Peaches, that's another silly one that is, like, better than its name. It's so silly that how could you possibly take it seriously? Peaches is awesome. Somebody said Death Cab for Cutie. Uh, he says, um, Botko Leosha says, I mean, come on, I don't even know what I was expecting, but I know it wasn't generic, inoffensive indie rock. Yeah, death, a death cab sounds fucking amazing, right? Like, But you listen to the shit, and um, yeah, I've dated some pretty boring girls that wore those t-shirts. Somebody said Panera, never heard of that. Psycho Sluts from Hell, never heard of it. It's pretty bad, though. Trapped, that's a good one, Tato. Yeah, and also... You really didn't hear about Trapped outside of uh, the early 2000s if you just happened to, like, hear the radio or, like, receive one of their CDs for free or something. Um, some guy says, Death Cab for Cutie was a song before it was a band. See, that's the thing, dude. A lot of these band names should be song titles. And You Will Know Us by the Trail of Dead? That's a fucking song title, dude. Maybe it's an album. It's not a fucking band name, Okay. This shit is stupid. And this is also kind of a stupid premise. Like, I'm, I feel like I'm wasting everybody's time. Uh, as far as Twitter goes, I'm through following people. No more new faces. I've seen enough. Um, 
Wow, we were just blowing through this program. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's that time when Liebel Droker Incorporated in a rare and treasured partnership with Jefferson Davis County School Systems announces this year's award picks for, and uh, let's go down the categories. Um, wait a minute. <laughs> Will Smith is crossing the stage. No. Uh uh, the categories are coolest listener to the program, uh, the deadliest thought worm infesting the collective unconscious, and uh, the kindest soul. All right, anyway, whatever. The coolest listener to the program. Where's my fucking... Uh, we have a drum roll, right? Oh, yeah. Gup injects steroids directly into his body. That's pretty fucking cool. Very obvious. Uh, let's see. The uh, oh, I got to interrupt the the ceremony for just a second. Somebody with a cool username just came into the channel. Cunts, K U N T with a Z. That's a that's a butthole surfer's song that we play on this show all the time. Yeah, Gup is hilarious. Very cool, and uh, he's willing to to mutilate his body just for a tweet. The award, the Liebel Droker. Uh, partnership award with Jefferson Davis County School System award for kindest soul who inexplicably participates in our cold hateful society goes to stupid demon baby who has no fixed alias and belongs to the internet in the form of an anime avatar stupid demon baby congratulations you're a you're a baby doll and you're a sweetheart and uh, and we love you and I'd like to bounce you on my fucking knee if you know what I mean and last but not least, the uh, award for deadliest thought worm infesting the collective unconscious goes to give me my give me my drum roll. Benadryl as a sleep aid. We're all doing it now, right? Like it's just, it's not just um, it's not just me anymore. Everybody seems to be taking Benadryl to go to sleep. We're all on the same page. Um. Let's see what 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 do we have left to do? We got to do these prank calls. We got to bring Kilgore on. We're gonna interview nonchalantly. Uh, oh shit! I forgot about the the biggest part of the uh, the first part of the show. We're gonna interview an alien in just a minute. Uh, but it it's also been a really long time since we since we checked in on the on our our souls that we know that are uh, that are burning in hell. So let's let's. Check in with them real quick and and see what's going on with the people who are burning in hell. Uh, it, it's it's just been so long since we heard from them. I thought it would it would only be right to to just see what's going on with them. Uh, hey guys in the hell hole, how how, how the hell are you? can't be that bad <laughs> is it really that bad i mean how fucking bad could it be you're just down there burning in a hell hole let's check in one more time yeah sounds like they're doing great i don't i don't see what the problem is everybody's like don't go to hell see you in hell burn in hell i don't know seems all right I mean, 
I think I heard one person didn't sound like they were screaming in agony. I, I pretty sure I heard somebody in the background like ordering a pizza or something. I don't know. Cats don't do enough to cover their shit, do they? It's the thing they're known for. Like covering up after they shit. It's their whole thing. It's like what we know about cats. Uh, but what do they do? Two swats, right? When they're done, they get they give it two little swats. That's barely an effort. I don't call it an effort. They just smack a little sand on it and walk away. Like, you're not done. Go back in there. I've been watching this cat shit and lazily cover up her fucking her fucking shit in the garden. Like, dude, we can, I can still see it. Like, animals can smell that. You got to fucking go back there and, and and finish the job is all I'm saying. This is stupid. I'm really sorry for how stupid this is. Um, we don't rehearse this. <laughs> Nobody ever knows exactly how how dumb it's going to be. But, man, these are some bad fucking bits. Guys, we got a great show lined up for you tonight. I'm, I'm sorry that it sucks right now. We got Wild Bill Kilgore, creator of the Joe Rogan Death Hoax. I'm excited to talk to him about that. Nonchalantly is here, a writer, talented, funny person with an eye for philosophy. I'm excited to hear from him for the first time. Uh, but first, this is, a, this is a groundbreaking moment, not just for the show, but I think for all of humanity. Um, we are so pleased to have Glibnar of Star System KIC 846-2852 on tonight's program. Um, do we have him in the studio? Is, is he is he still out there? Okay, yeah, look. Uh, yeah, go ahead and bring Glibnar in. Go ahead. Yeah, okay, so that's what a fucking alien sounds like entering a studio, in case you were wondering. A uh, sound no human being has heard until now. Glibnar. Glibnar, how the fuck are you? Thanks for coming. I understand you traveled just about 368 parsecs to get here. On behalf of planet Earth and everyone at WTFUX, please allow me to extend my sincerest gratitude to you for being here with us today. <laughs> Uh, wow, so you actually went through all that bullshit and you still got here so fast. Kind of makes the tubular husks that we drag around look like dog shit in comparison to what you guys have. Where'd you get the idea to drive that fast? You guys are like some fucking da- daredevils or something, you know. And with testing, were there were there any problems with that? Or, or, or was weather a factor like it is here on Earth? Like... We can't even launch if there's a fucking cloud or something. Uh, what What's the weather like out there on Scribner 55? <laughs> Carl Sagan once called our son an ordinary, almost mediocre star, he said. And having seen both Glibnar, I'm just... Curious, how would you compare the two? That's very interesting. I, I never heard it put that way. Um, look, I, I recognize you're busy. I'm going to let you go pretty soon. We have a couple of listener-submitted questions that uh, we were able to prepare ahead of time. If you don't mind, I'll, I'll just play the first one really quick and, uh, and 
It's okay if you don't have an answer. Maybe you do. God says more than 900 trillion termites could fit in the sun. Actually, not termites, but these tiny little fuzzy bugs I saw one time on the windowsill. How many termites could fit in your sun? It's actually not that many. I, I would have thought more. All right, so uh, one more question, and, and we'll let you go. I know you got a busy schedule full of alien horse shit, whatever the fuck you guys do. You're probably scheduled to appear in an episode of the X-Files or something. Uh, we have someone in the studio, uh, little Miss Lucy McCarlyle from Miss Dorsey's third grade class at Linkhorn Elementary in Virginia Beach, Virginia. Uh, Lucy, come come on in here. Wait, let me see. I just got to check these releases real quick and make sure that Lucy's... Okay. Um, oh, I see, cunts. You're in the IRC there. Uh, cunts must be Lucy's fucking uh legal garden G garden are you the legal garden oh speaking of which um hey thanks lucy hold on just a second there's one more thing we got to get to and uh uh i was supposed to like while lucy's here i'd like to thank everybody else in hillbilly chat for joining the show uh the list goes kayla Haley, braylon layla Jaden, crayley Haley. Sting Baby, Gut Rot, River. Thank you all for being here on the show. I really appreciate it. Uh, okay, Lucy, go ahead with your, with your fucking question. Wow, you came all the way over here without a green card? Okay, all right. <laughs> I think we've heard enough from Lucy. My mommy says I'm not allowed to talk to illegal aliens. Fair enough. I, I think we're going to cut the disrespect right there and just let our guest be on his way. There, we've still got a lot of show left to do. Uh, Glibnar, maybe, maybe next time you come back, um, you guys could pull out some of those clones out of stasis. Huh? How about that? We'd sure love to meet a Sleepnar next time you guys are in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Imagine catching the Delta strain when there's perfectly fresh Omicron going around. Um Guys, it's been it's been fun. Get the fuck out of here. Take your alien shit with you, Lucy. Yeah, please never come back. Um, who taught Lucy that hate? By the way, I they 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 like pick it up from the parents or something, right? Like her parents must be sick fucks. I'm a sick fuck. What am I doing on this show, man? Um, speaking of sick fucks, my doctor says I have a grotesque tumor. But I'm trying to stay body positive. We're going to take a short break. We've got a couple messages from our sponsors. Uh, somebody, what is this? Uh, we got a voicemail here. I was offended by what I saw on the Internet Chronicle. I have no idea who that could be. Um, oh, you know what? Dr. Troubadour was actually supposed to be here with the alien. But uh, something was wrong with his voice modulator, and um, he's in the witness protection program. So, I mean, I see Sal Bocha uh, talking about uh, translating in the in the chat room, and I just it made me think about that. Um, Doctor Troubadour actually uh, hasn't been seen in some time. He he tends to drop off, and it's kind of normal. Just you know. Uh, he he's conditioned us to expect it, really. And when he does come around, we're like happy, you know. I think it's I think it's kind of a trauma bond where he like abandons us, and then he comes back, and he's got candy, and um, 
he he buys me a pretty dress when he's like out at Aruba with his boyfriend. Um, I flirted with this old woman on an airplane. I was I was on a flight back. This is how I got sick, by the way. Uh, I was on a flight back to the East Coast, and I was horny as hell, dude. There's there's no women here. I'm. It, it, it's it's bad, okay. And this is just how bad it is, okay. Because I'm on the I'm on the the flight next to this woman. She she comes to to grab the seat. Like it's it's just two seats. It's not three. There's no middle seat. It's just the two. And I've got the aisle. So she comes. Uh, she comes down the aisle, uh, and she's like, uh, oh, uh, I think I'm supposed to sit here. And I said, oh, like, I've been expecting you, you know, and, and she laughed. She thought that was the funniest thing she'd ever heard. So right away, I'm like, oh, she's got a sense of humor. Like, I, I might be able to, uh, get her going a little bit. And I did. She was like, um, reading the fucking in-flight menu or something. And she's like, do you want to see it? I said, no, no, that's okay. I, I know how it ends. And and she thought that was hilarious. I'm like, holy shit, man! I'm in with this old grandma, and she's telling me about her, about her, um, about her grandkids, and like she lives in some midwestern hellhole so that she can be with her, her, her daughter after a divorce, and um, and and be there for the her grandkids, her grandchildren, dude. She's like this tall, lanky old uh, sexy grandma lady, and. I'm flirting with her, dude. Like I'm talking about the how romantic the lighting is, and this is nice. It's a peaceful flight. How long has it been since you've flown? Oh, look over here. There's a whole fucking city you're not seeing, and all this shit, right? And I've got her like by the end of the flight, dude. I've got her touching my my wool jacket, and she's being a grandma about it. She's like, "Is this gonna keep you warm? Like this is really nice, but are you gonna be warm?" And I'm like, "I'm pretty hot as it is, lady. So uh, let's just." cool our jets here and I, I actually offered her a ride home couldn't get her in the car um and it was so dude it was hot it was so hot this this connection i had with this grandma lady and i was like really enjoying it and then uh the the what do you call the stewardess the flight attendant came by and she oh and and the the lady was complaining about not having a, a good enough mask, so I got her a mask. She's like, oh, my God, are you married? I'm like, yeah, yeah, are you? And she's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, that's too bad. And then she, her 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 eyes did this thing, and I'm like, holy shit, man, I'm in with this old lady. But so a uh, uh, flight attendant comes back, and <laughs> Raleigh says, you're horny, and the whole time you remind her of her grandson. <laughs> yeah, her horny-ass grandson. So the flight attendant comes back, and she offers us drinks. And I'm like, yeah, give me a fucking, I don't remember what, a soda or something. And the old lady orders, uh, uh, she's like, can I get a V8 tomato juice? And I look at her and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I didn't even know that you could order a can of tomato juice on the flight. Like, I, maybe they, they still have it left over from when you were allowed to make Bloody Marys or something, but... So I'm like, whatever. She ordered tomato juice. That's kind of an old lady thing to do. It's kind of a turnoff, but um, uh, but then she drinks the can of tomato. She like chugs it. You know, she's thirsty. You can tell that she's thirsty. Like she's every bit as thirsty as I am, figuratively thirsty. And so she's drinking the tomato juice not just for her health, but like to quench her thirst, which we've worked up in our fucking uh, teenage like uh, courtship here. And then for like the next 15 or 20 minutes, we still got the flight to go. And Tato, yeah, I love V8 too, okay? But here's the thing. 
you don't drink V8 on your impromptu date because for the last 15 or 20 minutes, I have to smell this woman, the V8 juice just coming off of this woman. And every everything that I felt up to that moment, just my dick just went... And yeah, and it was gross and, and it killed it for me. And that's the story. That's the story. This is hate radio. I tried to fuck an old woman. Um, we got Kilgore coming up. We got a, we got a lot of show to get through, so it's a good thing that I that I am uh, just plowing ahead here. Radio Hate is brought to you by Liebel Droker Incorporated. They're they're about to bring you a fantastic product. It's the, it's our last known transmission from Doctor Troubadour coming up after this uh, this little break. And uh, we're gonna have Kilgore on. We're gonna we're gonna call the CEO of Twitch. We're gonna call Spyco and find out where he went. A lot of you guys know Spyco, and you probably wonder. Well, we got his number too, and uh, and you're gonna hear it all tonight at Radio Hate. Nonchalantly's coming up, so uh, you guys stay hard. It's Radio Hate, baby. that shoots cars the gun that shoots ships the gun that shoots rocket ships the jk-47 aim hack wall hack special now available from general troubadour surplus killing machines for the low low price of 99.99 get as many as you can while supplies last these machines make food for the final collapse of society
Hate Radio Live. I'm Hate Sec. We got Wild Bill Kilgore on the horn. How the fuck are you, man? Hey, I'm doing good as hell. Yeah, you sound good. Thanks. What's going on? Uh, I got a horrible echo coming through your line there, but uh, other than that, everything's fine. Okay, I don't hear the echo, so it's not my problem. But... Yeah, it's gone now. Oh, okay. Thank. Well, um, could you? I hate to keep asking this, but I'm, I'm going to fuck with your volume a little bit. I think I got yeah. all the volume. From... Fuck it. Oh, wait a minute. No, I got more volume here. I got more. We got more volume? Yeah. Bring more volume. Okay. All right. We should be we good. We want the volume. Pump up the volume. Did you ever see Pump Up the Volume with Christian Slater? Yeah. That was the guy who was uh, running the running the jerk off channel on the on the fucking internet, right? That's right. Yeah. One of our first Hell episodes, yeah. um, Reverend Magdalene picked up on the reference because I played that, uh, that, that, um, Leonard Cohen song. Everybody knows. And she got it. Oh yeah. That's a good reference. I was, I was listening to a Leonard Cohen song the other day. It's the, um, it's the one about where he's like, oh, I forget it, but, but it's, it's dark and bleak as fuck, man. Leonard Cohen, also a poet. Uh, like tonight's guest. So, yeah, true. Yeah. Um, let's let's see. Let's let's look at our agenda here. I feel like yeah. To be respectful to our guest, we should um, we should keep him in mind. He's been a sweetheart for listening to this horse shit for thirty five minutes already. Um, what do you want to talk about? Are you thirsty? Because I'm pouring. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm big time thirsty. At point, I'm looking through reddit.com slash r slash female dating strategy. You ever looked at that site? Yeah. Check that out today. I sent you the link. Uh, I didn't have a chance to look at it. Um, uh, I, I feel like that's dating advice. That was the game that that woman ass. was like working on me at the at the airplane. She was thirsty. It's cynical ass misinterest dating advice. Red pill theory for women. Yeah, yeah, I've heard about this. Is it's it like a gag. Is it a for real? Is it irony? I don't know. I can't tell. Do you ever? You got any read on it? I've well, I've seen this in practice where there's this kind of they're doing it, so we're gonna do it too attitude, and I've seen that around where they're like, "Fuck it, men do it," so like we're gonna objectify and manipulate and use and and game their uh, manipulate their shit. Well. You know, it's kind of, it's like, uh, my question for them is, just like with the red pill theory, if you hate the other sex so much, why bother? If you want to date a scrot, that's what they call men. Oh, they call them scrotes. You don't want, yeah, you don't want to date a scrot. I mean, just listen to how that sounds, that word. Yeah, you got some scrot scrot hanging off you, lady. Scrotes are for guys. (laughs) You know, honestly, I'm just mad. When I'm reading this, it's like they're throwing up red flags to the left, to the right. Yeah, I'm a little quiet in the mix, apparently. But, um, you know, the they, um, I'm just mad about when these women send me the red flag <laughs> emojis. I feel like you're not mad enough about... if you're not coming through the mix. Is there any way you can give us more volume? Give you more volume? I'm afraid if I give you any more on my end, it's gonna it's gonna start a fire. How's that sound? Is that more? Uh, anyway, yeah. God damn. 
All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna come up as much as I can on you here. We're, oh fuck, man! We're in experimental fuck. territory now. Well, but, I'm sick of these red flags. Okay, they sent me these red flag emojis like, "You're a podcaster, red flag, gamer, red flag, yes. artist, red flag." I've seen this. Yeah. Want to get your just want to get your dick wet, red flag. Yeah, there's no there are no green flags. Like what what's a green flag in a person that doesn't want to fuck or uh, see somebody with ambition or with credentials or achievements? They're just looking for the slightest reason to dump him. I, I've experienced this myself, but it it doesn't seem like it, it's some kind of game theory going on. It seems like just a general attitude of people being disposable. Oh yeah, yeah, disposable, huh? Like there, yeah. there's a there's there's guys lined up around the block. I mean, I don't I don't think I'm saying anything controversial when I say that. Like, it kind of doesn't matter who the woman is. There's enough horny dudes that are willing to kiss her ass that if she can just she thinks that she can find that goldilocks zone between a guy who is well put together but also i don't know worships her idolizes her treats her like the princess that she fucking isn't um that that they're they're i think that's what they're looking for so like if they see too much ambition too much self-assurance too much this or that it's like yeah that's that's kind of not within my green zone of what I'm able to uh, manipulate using this uh, red pill theory that the guys are using. Well, here's the thing. They want to be the opposite of pick me girls. You had a, heard of pick me girls. We're not saying pig me like tiny like little girls. jungle. We're talking pick me girls. You ever heard of that? Uh, yeah. They have great big heads, tiny little bodies. No, no, no. They're girls who are like chill. They don't wear, like um, expensive clothes, tons of makeup. They like do chill things that guys like, like play video games, you know, low maintenance girls. Right. And the female dating strategy is like that subreddit is all about being high maintenance bitch. And bitch is a positive term. I checked their glossary. It's like bitch, a positive term. Right. I'm a bitch. Know, I'm a lover. I'm a yeah, yeah. I've tried to use it in a positive sense with women. Uh, it never seems <laughs> I don't to work. Like like it. Like Even during that, sex, they like no, they would prefer whore that word. or slut or cunt, but not bitch. Well, look, they're low value males, high value males, negative value males, but. And the the whole subreddit is focused around getting women to focus on the high value males and just fetishizing that. But what about women who are attracted to negative value males, incels, your Elliot Rogers types? Some women like to prey on weak men. What's wrong with that? Um, this is Kilgore, by the way, is quoting uh, materials that he found on a subreddit where women are uh, supposedly empowering themselves with these uh, these kind of toxic attitudes. Right, r slash um, female dating strategy. Well, I, I wish Jamie was still here because she would have some funny. She was all about game theory, and uh, she yeah, would she would have really liked this. Um, I feel like just two dudes talking about it, like like we kind of need uh, another. We we I'd like to hear a woman's opinion about this. Men aren't supposed to say bitch. I know that. 
Come on, guys. Did somebody say that? I remember Come on, when... chat. Come on, chat. Do you remember when we were... Uh, it was like 2000 and... I don't know, 15 or 16? Um, maybe even earlier. Maybe it was like 2012 election. And somebody in the room at, up on the mountain said, uh, bitch, about, I think, Hillary Clinton... And somebody else said, oh, yeah. uh, could you not use the gendered insult bitch when referring to Hillary Clinton, please? I agree. No, I agree. Yeah, actually, I don't actually try to use that word for positive. Actually, I did but recently. but I call people a, bitches on a video mistake. game or among my Horrible friends. mistake. No, you don't do that. You know, I, I'll do it and then I'll realize, oh, well, you know, it's not going to come off the way I intended. So why did you so, get rid of bitch, but you kept N-word? I did not. <laughs> Kilgore, have you noticed that I've been uh, punishing you in like a behind the scenes, <laughs> hidden kind of way? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's that LVM, low value male behavior. No, I'm, de- trying to keep I'm me, devaluing. Try to, to keep me on that pick me grind set. Yeah, I appreciate that. Sure. I, That's I, how we operate around here. I, uh, That's how we operate. I make sport of Kilgore by... Uh, by meticulously undermining the things he enjoys and devaluing him just generally as a person like that in front of people. No, 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 no. Fuck that. Um, listen, listen, I've been moving up in the pro gaming world. I'm like a fucking diamond level goddamn Counter-Strike pro, man. Are you clicking on heads? my secret? Yeah, well, yeah, you want to know my secret? I didn't mean to steal it if that was your joke. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Well, no, it's actually it is, but I've got another one. Basically, so, you know, a lot of people will aim with their arm or with their with their wrist when they're using their mouse. Yes. But if you want to know my secret. What is it? You use your whole body and just move your whole chair on its wheels around with your whole body when you're aiming. A it's good... so much easier. Right. You just always get their head. Where do you put your feet? Well, that's important. Um your accuracy and reaction time is controlled by your legs um, and you gain a lot of exercise out of it too. So it's kind of uh, the way to go. Um, you got to make sure your wheels are oiled. Your floor is nice and clean. Other than that, you're clear. Uh, fucks that in the chat says Kilgore mounts his legs onto the desk. And then it, it all comes down to the quality of your gaming chair. Maybe a lubricant like WD-40 comes in handy. Oh, hell yeah. WD-40 is the industry standard. I've heard that, uh, yes, WD-40 makes shit uh, in the short term work better, but like in the long term, it gums it up a little worse. Is that true? Depends on the application. Um, anything that's going to be, um, that's going to get water in it, it will uh, actually displace the water. That's what WD stands for, water displacement. They used it for rockets. I don't believe you. Let's go to the phones. I'm just kidding. Well, actually, we should make some calls. I think it's time oh, we need to call up Spyco, right. right? Yeah, let's let's make these calls real quick so that we can uh, move things along and bring nonchalantly in. Yeah, yeah. We we got to make a couple calls. <laughs> make some and calls, we'll, and then we'll pull nonchalantly. In. Okay, we're just gonna make a couple calls real quick. We you should check the the document, and make sure that we're not missing anything else too. Oh yeah, yeah. We got a bunch of material. We got some extra material for later. Okay. It's just it's just fucking filler. Make it, some calls. We'll pull in the filler if we need it. Do we have it's anything scored. that uh, nonchalantly would like to participate in? Do you think? No. I, I we got to when we got bring him on. We're gonna talk about him. 
We're not going to try to fucking hit him with material. It's not that kind of thing. He is uh, he is too respectable of a guest to to disrespect by bringing him into these pre-written bits and stuff. Here we go. Let's call Spico and uh, see what happens. Please state your name after the tone, and Google Voice will try to connect you. Fuck off. Oh, my God. This is Hate Second Kilgore from the Internet Chronicle. He's not going to answer. We in. Well, there's a chance. He just walked out. Yeah, on a um, and he left his phone number, only his phone number, as he exited basically all of Twitter in our lives. I'll check IRC because somebody is probably listening that knows Spyco's story a little better. It's okay if he doesn't answer. Spyco. He may call back. Spyco! Hey. Available. Oh. Leave him a message after the time. All right, let's leave him a message. Hey, this is Hate Second Kilgore from the Internet Chronicle. Tell him hello. Hey, uh, we got the number one uh, longest running joke on Twitter. Thanks uh, from Joe Rogan. Um, we're at the top of the game here. Thanks, et cetera. Well, uh, Spyco, we were just wondering because we noticed you fucking uh, disappeared from the face of the earth. And we were wondering, like, we were kind of hoping it was permanent. And we were just calling to make sure that you don't come back. And um, and we love yeah, you. Exactly and go fuck yourself. I mean, what he does is he just posts his balls. He makes everybody look at his cock and his balls and his gross fucking nutsack. Yeah. You're a piece Real of shit, Spyco. You goddamn scrote. I mean, he's been doing that for years. All right. Anyway, fuck off. So you got the phone number for the fucking uh, Twitch CEO? Yeah, that's down at the bottom here. Okay. At the uh, well, oh, I see him. Okay. There's a couple ones to try. All right. This is Emmett Shear, the CEO of Twitch. We're calling. Actually, I'm not. I'm going to be quiet so you can kind of have a a trick on him. I don't want to ruin it. Okay. Here we go. Emmett, Mr. Shear. He's not going to answer that. That's probably his office because then the second one is usually the cell. All right. Hello. You've reached the home of Mary Bennett and Ken Shear. Please leave a message and we'll get back to you as soon as we can. Thanks. Mary, this is a call for your husband. I'm in the server room. It's hot in here. And we're trying to disable... The smart notifications! So people can get their fucking notifications! You understand? And uh, so, <laughs> if you could just uh, reach back out to me uh, at, your, at your earliest. My phone number is 917-675-4836. Uh, give me a call and um, I'll suck your dicks. <laughs> Alright, so let's try this other number. <laughs> I hurt my voice. <laughs> All right. God damn. Oh my fucking god. All right, let's try this other one. <laughs> Is this illegal targeted harassment? <laughs> Please leave your message for 20641910. Oh shit, we're letting this 
hey, this is Jim Jingleberries. I'm, I'm in your fucking server room right now, and we're disabling the smart notifications. We're just trying to get the word out that uh, that we got a show, and so people can see what we're trying to do over here. Okay, we're not all the CEOs of Twitch.tv. <laughs> Some of us are just are just shitty people trying to get by, sir, and uh, and we need our um, our notifications going out to the the listeners and the viewers and the the hangers on. <laughs> So uh, go fuck yourself, Mr. Shear, or whatever the fuck your name is. I'm HateSec. This is the Internet Chronicle, chronicle.su. Give me a call, 917-675-4836. I love you. (laughs) All right. Okay, okay. All right. We gave his number out by accident. I'm sorry. Jesus Christ. Did we give the other number out? No, just the the second one. Okay. All right. There we go. We did it. That's out of the way. We're just shitty people trying to make a radio show. We're just trying to get a, get along in the world today. Are we Are we ready to bring on <laughs> Baby Boy? Let's take a quick message from our sponsor, Liebel Droker Incorporated. I believe this is a political campaign ad or something like that. Um, well, let me find it in the list here. You listen to Radio Hate. Hey y'all, Hillary Clinton, former Secretary of State. I'm looking for a few good people who want to join Anonymous. You don't have to be a hacker to join Anonymous. Anyone can join Anonymous as the dictator Putin continues his invasion of Ukraine. Operation Fuck Russia is more important than ever. And even if all you can do is retweet one more tweet from your non-central, you are legion. Get your feet vendetta on, sister. Join Anonymous today. Charge your lasers over at www.anonnews.org.
Radio Hate. I'm Hate Sec. We got Kilgore on the horn. We got Incognitos in the chat, uh, nonchalantly himself, ladies and gentlemen. Pyres of yes. the the poet and the sweet angel. How's it going, man? Pretty good. <laughs> going pretty good, I must say. It's quite the night. Quite the night, Fred. It's quite the night. How are you? Good, man. Uh, it's been a weird episode, I gotta say. This is I. I can never tell how it's going. You can never tell. I was going. I was fair enough. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, <laughs> yeah, the uh, last bit before the break was <laughs> was colorful. It was pretty colorful. I don't like you. I liked it though. I liked it though. Uh, when we attacked the CEO, it's like programming got here. Um. Hey, man. It's it's such a, a privilege to be able to talk to uh, to somebody with your chops, and I, I've followed your writing for so long, and uh, uh, I wanted to bring you onto the show really when I first saw your shit. I just didn't want to be uh, such a creep about it, but I've been I've been reading your stuff for so long, and uh, you're so consistently good. If you guys haven't seen him already, look at nonchalantly on Twitter, just like the adverb with an underscore at the end of it. He's uh, very talented and, and very funny, and it's a pleasure to have you on, man. Thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. I really do. I, uh, I, yeah, I don't know. Twitter is pretty... It's, it's kind of weird to me. I, I, not your, not your uh, appreciation, of course. It's really honoring. I'm truly dignified by it. But it's... Uh, just, just the way that it sort of comes out. <laughs> I'm always surprised that people like it at all. It's such a, it can be a, I don't want to say it's an unpleasant process for me, but it's uh, much more cathartic maybe than I would like it to be. Because when you're writing the kind of material that you do, it's, it's coming so immediately from the heart and, and onto the page that you've already had the experience. And then when people are reacting to it, uh, as as more distance comes between you and that initial catharsis of creating the thing, your thoughts and feelings about it might be completely different by that point. Oh yeah, I mean, once it's uh, I want to say once it's socially mediated, but once it is uh, sort of sort of spreads like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, once the social media starts mediating. <laughs> Well, now, you know, that's what makes a person a poet is they're not just writing words and thoughts and intellectual things, but they're writing feelings. And that's what that's what makes a person a poet, right? Feeling, uh, I think I think so. Yeah, it's a question mm-hmm. of sense, sensibility, you know, feelings, trying to configure, maybe not encapsulate all the time, but certainly configure feelings. Oh, yeah more powerful way. Do or, you, so, oh, go ahead. Uh, I was just going to ask if you consider yourself a poet. Yeah. Yeah, I would. I feel like, uh, yeah, I would consider myself a poet. Yeah. I don't think that it means much, admittedly. <laughs> well, what, well, it's good to have noble aim of, of, you know, using language to a higher point, you know, to, to, to speak a truth, you know? Yeah, I think that's something. I don't know if poetry is always about speaking. Not always. It's more about feeling, but there's that too. I was going to ask. Yeah. Uh, what, yeah. Yeah. What else do you consider yourself? It, you know, probably not just a poet, right? Poet. Um, I mean, I do music. I would like to think that I'm a musician to some extent, you know, a vocal artist, perhaps. And um, do you play? 
Mm-hmm. Oh, do I yeah. play? Uh, what do you play? <laughs> I you, I took piano lessons like in the studio. Play the piano. That's a good. That's a. That's the mother of all instruments. Really, that's a beautiful instrument. It is it's a very nice instrument. I like it when uh, people who know uh, much better and do not uh, uh, procrastinate on doing it play it. <laughs> you got all ten fingers to make notes with when you're with a, a guitar or a, a horn or something else. You've got to kind of compromise, right? Yeah. Yeah, I had. A, it's funny. The horn was sort of the second thing. Oh yeah, that I was always, uh, I was edged towards. But I, a reed the, or a or a you know the other kind. Oh, brass. Yeah, brass, brass, brass. Yeah, like mm-hmm. a solid trumpet, real trumpet. All right, all right. Uh, but I didn't. Uh, all of my instrumental ventures never get that far. <laughs> they never really get that. The voice is really the only thing that I've. Uh, Mine either. Mine either, man. I try though. It's a, it's all about expression. It's not about necessarily getting a huge audience, right? You know, yeah. you want to say something. You don't necessarily want to um in, impose on everybody. Yeah. You know or I mean? well, it's the same. Yeah, it's definitely the performance. Oh, yeah. If you're if you're really caught up in the performance of practicing something, that I think it certainly makes it much more uh much, I don't want to say more palatable, but certainly much easier to be passionate. What about this? What about mm-hmm. when, because uh, I, I don't know uh, how much out in the world live poetry you see, but in the bit that mm. I've done, um, <laughs> I, I've dated, I've even dated some girls where mm. uh, I love her to death. And then I see her on television doing her poetry and she's doing, do you know the poetry voice? The voice? Yeah, yeah, very. Very, yeah, a certain intonation. I know that intonation. Yeah. (laughs) There's something, for me, it makes it less palatable because suddenly I'm I'm more aware of like how they're saying it and it kind of takes away, for me, it kind of gets in the way of the the material. Oh, yeah. Now that we put that out there, you want to read some poetry for us? No, just fuck it with What do you think about oh. the poetry voice? <laughs> no, I'm oh my God. <laughs> no, I'm fucking with you. I am doing the poetry voice and it makes my words <laughs> impactful. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh, no. Oh, I know what you mean. Look, well, man. that's what it's very funny. Yeah, it's very interesting the poetry voice. Uh, uh, I have never. That's why I've never really liked. Well, let me not say that. There are some slam poet pieces that I like. There are some slam poets that are good, but like slam poetry as um, as as a, as a, I don't want to say as a genre, but sort of like a thing people do. I, I feel like it is much more stultifying. Uh, it makes people stagger much more than it does uh, make them do something. I don't you know, say do something because of something else, but you know, I went to a po- the last poetry slam I went to was in the East Village, New York City, and uh, the guy who won it was like a contest. It's like whoever does the best poetry wins, and the guy who told the best poetry was a white guy talking about racial fucking shit, and I was like, what the fuck. I mean, he really did a good. I mean, he really did a good thing. But I was like, oh, 
all the rest of the people were just as good, but just because it was that white did you, guy, did you feel like being like maybe he oh we need that racial harmony thing? It's like uh, you know, like it really it put fair. me off. You maybe know, maybe actually. he was reading something fair, but it, maybe it felt like a shortcut to uh, the win. Well, he read it with such passionate intensity, though, so he did do a good job. But at the same time, it was kind of like mm, it. It didn't feel well, as authentic. We as haven't the really asked poetry our guest. Night. We haven't asked the guest. Uh, what do you think about the poetry voice? Like, what uh, do you do the poetry voice? I try. I do the poetry. God. Because we've painted you it wanna... in such a shitty way, but there might be something to it, right? No, come on. Reading his tweets, he's got a very authentic voice. No, we're not come talking on. about his voice come when on. he's writing. I'm talking about when you're like out and and hearing it or speaking it. I, I, I try not to. The I feel like the poetry voice or on the topic. And, uh, if poetry is anything, you know, if it's about expression, then certainly the other half of expression is personality. And I don't think that uh, a stereotype is a good way of enunciating or, or, or pointing out or making known, you know, personality or accentuating personality. Yeah, because if everybody's like doing it, quite the opposite. It, it's yeah. not personality. Then you're just doing something that everybody, you're fitting into a mold that's not your personality. Right. You're being more, you are attempting to be personable and I still don't like you. <laughs> well, I think a, yeah. I think a I poem that. is about an idea and not about the person telling it, right? Yeah, but yeah, if they're but, telling uh, you, it yeah. sucks. Well, sometimes. Uh, I feel like. Well, it, yeah, it could depend. That's true. Sometimes the person telling, I feel like. Uh, well, I'll give you this example. Sometimes I feel like the person telling it has to be at least a good half of the idea. Because uh, whenever, whenever you hear about. Um, or maybe this is just me. When I hear about, you know, some poet doing some gnarly, heinous thing in their personal lives, you know what I'm saying? It is very difficult for me. And this does not mean the poetry is not good, but it is difficult for me to, to uh, use the term good, you know, mm. as describing that poetry, uh, even though it may be technically, you know, technically very, you know, admirable. In uh, comedy, this is a big deal. We're talking uh, Bill Cosby, Louis C.K. type of thing. Yeah. These guys yeah. are, are dirty. You go back and you've laughed at them so many times, and you think, "Fuck, what? What does this say about me? Maybe, or um, should are they still funny? Right? Yeah, you know. Well, yeah. What's the content really? Do I, well, I feel like once you are already at the point where you feel some sort of shame over having identified with it, what you are left with, regardless of the fact that you at one point identified with it, that's really what you're reacting against. Yeah, so, so some people, you know. They get so married to that that previous identity that like they'll change with the guy that represented it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Or they have to. They feel the need to to make it known that they no longer you know laugh like they once did or something. It just becomes a new talking point, <laughs> like it was before. Mm. That's that's mm -hmm. that's but, uh, how people will like famous. apply modern. Uh, bullshit that you're not allowed to do like to the old stuff like uh like when a, a rapper has like homophobic lyrics in his stuff from the 90s like what are you gonna do oh yeah oh yeah i don't feel i feel like i was 
Just just talking about this is so funny. It's tough. This is a tough conversation, actually. We're sorry. I'm sorry to drop you into this. It's it's really no. uh, a tough thing. No, I mean, well, I mean, half of the rap, you know, homophobic. Uh, I mean, most rap, a lot of more rappers, more likely than not, you know, they say homophobic things because they're probably fucking gay. You know, <laughs> I see that gay. so much. I see that so much um, with, uh, especially with guys who are like trying to game women for dating. They'll be like, "I'm lifted weights," and they'll post pics of Mega Chat, Giga Chat, and they'll oh, be like, nice. "Yeah," and it's very homo uh, erotic, and it's like, yeah. "Yeah, you guys, maybe you're you're not having." trouble with chicks because of your uh, fucking physique. Maybe it's more in your head and, and maybe the, the chicks You're aren't what you want, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. Nothing wrong with that, but yeah. uh, get it straight in your head, right? Yeah, I definitely feel like uh, a lot of I feel like there are a lot of ambiguities that are ironed out uh, <laughs> for good reason and Ooh. people uh, neglect that they are not ironed out because it is a solid reason, it's a stable reason. That doesn't mean that it's, uh, I would say, even obvious per se. Because I don't know, I feel like in the black community, you know, rap and whatnot, urban community in general, uh, you know, homo- homosexuality is still not, still can't mm-hmm. go to your grandmother's house for the most part. That's, you know? that's yeah. totally true. That's totally yeah. true. And um, that- these things survive in the, the I don't want to say in the dark, but people do them anyway, you know. I mean, two facedness that's part of the game. Just you saying what, what you have to, to say, mind? and then, you know, not accepting You know what this anyway. conversation brings to mind? It's hard to avoid right now, and I'm sorry yeah. to bring it up, but Will Smith and Chris Rock, you know, I would oh, say yeah. it. But that, there, if you do some kind of queer theory reading of what's going on there, it's. Um, it's very much two guys interacting over his his wife, right? Yeah. And there's there's definitely some kind of uh, criticism there that I haven't quite seen processed quite yet. Go on, you tell us. <laughs> uh, well, okay. The queer theory reading would be um, <clears throat> the slap is all about um, their feelings for one another rather than his feelings for his wife. Right. I could, I could honestly believe that. I don't know how he lives with his wife. <laughs> I right. don't know. <laughs> there's and there's a lot of I've it, today was a big thing in, in the new in the trending was his wife being kind of abusive, right? And, yes. and um strange. Yes, that uh, that Instagram video, that live video, that was trending today for sure. And and when you see that, you think, okay, so their relationship is kind of on the rocks, but. Okay. Oh, I don't mean to make a pun here, but him and Chris Rock's relationship is they're probably chatting and having this intense um fucking what do you call it? Like uh they're they're probably reconciling and stuff and trying to work things out. <laughs> I can't imagine what's really going on there, but you know, it's there's there's um some homoeroticism to that to that slap i i i believe it i i'm not even fucking with you but i think there's a there's some homoeroticism going on there well hollywood is crazy that's what people always say hollywood is crazy richard pryor after uh quincy jones left the with the bag on richard pryor anything really is possible wait hold on what did quincy jones do to richard pryor i am not a up on him my history apparently oh uh, quincy jones quite a while ago 
<laughs> I think out in Richard that's gay. Oh yeah. 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 Oh. Or bisexual at least. By not gay, but at least okay, bisexual. Bisexual. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, Marlon Brando is a whole Marlon whole Brando thing. and Richard Pryor? Yeah. Oh shit. what else uh what I, else do you hear about Pryor? No, I think but shit. <laughs> that was the only specific story I heard. Oh, I was the only person I know, but I think I'm, I think it was part of a larger trend of Quincy Jones just like outing people in Hollywood. Oh, he was just the <laughs> outer. His, he's, his name starts with a Q. And a U. I'm saying. I'm asking the questions. <laughs> he's the one asking the questions. Um, Quincy asking the questions. Why does Quincy take it upon himself to be the guy that, that goes around, uh, you're gay, you're gay? Yeah, probably because uh, he's gay. Can't do anything because they're dead. <laughs> he's gay. He's gay. He's impotent, huh? Be good. Be impotent. I may not impotent, but <laughs> you know, people gossip. Oh, you can be a little, little gossip. I feel like he's old enough. You know what I'm saying? It's good. You know, on the beach side. You know, <laughs> gaining the fat, etc. <laughs> Cooking in the sun. Marlon you know, Brando seems like a big, fat, oily, gay guy type of dude. Is he gay? Quincy <laughs> Jones, fat gay guy. Oh. Be, he might be. I don't know. I, I think he has a wife. Maybe I'm sure he does. Like a sure. Maybe, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't uh, talk to Quincy like that. You know. No, not, uh, he's a little too close with Michael Jackson, don't you think? To the corpse. What is it, Michael Jackson? Um. Uh, is he? He's dancing on his grave and stuff. Was he? I don't know. Yeah. We're just talking shit. I don't. Um, yeah. I mean, something. He's got something to do with Michael Jackson. I just googled it, and uh, Michael Jackson shows up. But Michael Jackson, that's a whole nother fucking story, huh? We yeah, that's a whole nother channel. <laughs> Michael Jackson, OJ Simpson. Oh my god. What the fuck are you uh, doing? Why do you keep bringing these guys up? Jesus. Why do I have to play straight man <laughs> yeah, right it's now? It's my bad. It's my bad, man. I'm sorry. Um, I don't know how it came to that, but uh, we were just—I know how it came to that because you got this fucking bottle of tequila. What's the name of that tequila you're drinking? That's how this came up. Yeah, I'm drinking. Sorry. Let me see. We've got the the name of it. It's a, it's the Terramana Small Batch. Is is the reason Michael Jackson just came up, and OJ Simpson. And everybody Norm MacDonald ever made a joke of. It's a lot of people. It's that oh, Terramana. Norm MacDonald did it all, didn't he? It's the small batch. The... He did it too far. I really, uh, I don't know much about Norm MacDonald's stand-up. I do know that I watch pretty ritually, I would say, compilations of uh, his performance of Pigeon from Mike Tyson Mystery Crew. And that that has very easily cemented him in my mind as one of the nice, <laughs> one of the best nice, nice. I never he's saw a great comedian. Never saw oh, he's great. He's a legend. He is. He is. I, I can I can acknowledge that. <laughs> I'm more than willing to acknowledge. Do you like comedians? Who's your favorite? I do. Yeah. I who's know. your Who's your top Who's your top comedian? Don Rickles, without a doubt. Don oh Rickles. My God. Yeah, I really, I really like Don Rickles. Your, uh, I, I think that that probably 
would get me shot in, <laughs> in a couple of polities. He canceled. A lot of your oh, writing man, is good. like you're Don sticking Rickles. to your fucking uh, sticking to your goddamn guns there. A lot of your yeah. your humor is like roasting people, hitting hitting people from this from this glance that like nobody was expecting. Uh, I didn't expect that's a Rickles, Rickles type of no, I didn't see that. Uh, he's, he's just I I think because uh, he's just I don't know if he's mean. Yeah, it's, it's his insults, mean. isn't it? It's his fucking <laughs> insults. Just yeah, so insightful. <laughs> he's just so good. Anybody, and you do it to anybody. You have to pay a great deal of attention very fast. Like you have to have a real, a real monumental like field of vision. I feel like to do it very well. Like one of the you know, reasons. Very well. That uh, that I wanted you on is because you're one of the funniest people I know on Twitter, but I don't. I think people, I think your talent as a writer almost uh, because you're you're such a good uh, you're such a good poet and uh, and you're so deep into philosophy, which we haven't even gotten into yet. That uh, that I think people miss the humor a lot of times. And yeah, we could talk theory if you wanna. That's not very. I'm funny, trying to find though. my favorite. <laughs> Like you've got some funny fun. shit that's clearly inspired by that that style of comedy that Rickles was at the top of. I'm just trying to find one. Um, oh my god, that's it, very occasional. It's very occasional. I feel like I pull something like that off. It's very hard to do. I haven't. Been, I feel like I have not been nearly as uh, uh, robustly invective, certainly recently. But I feel like I have been in that mood before. So far, I can say that I have been in that mood before. <laughs> well, I think it, it comes out more than you realize because oh, really? I can go, I can go in your timeline pretty much any day, and I can find the joke. Um, <laughs> but the problem is, is you're just so prolific, like you're constantly tweeting, and I'm having to go down your timeline now to find the shit <laughs> again. Just take your time. But it's all good. Oh, I appreciate it. Let's see. Yeah, I was back to the... Yeah, Donald Rickles. Donald Rickles is definitely the top. Uh, Dave, uh, <laughs> uh, maybe I should clarify. You know, new Dave Chappelle. I watched the new Chappelle specials. And they were... They were fu- I'm not going to say that I did not laugh. I'm going to say that I cannot laugh in a room <laughs> Of people, if I watched the new Dave Chappelle, why not? You know what? Laugh. Why not? You know what? I love Dave Chappelle for transgressing. A bit. transgressing. Why? Uh, why is transgression. it transgression that when you're in a group of people, you can't laugh at Chappelle? Comedy is supposed to transgress the norms and be wrong. I was asking that's our guest. That's what makes you laugh. I'm sorry. Go on. Go on. Why? Uh, why can't you laugh? Uh, in a room with people and you're watching Chappelle? I feel like, uh, well, it depends on the people, obviously, but more often than not, the given company is not uh, the company. Because then it becomes, it it just becomes a staging ground um, for your eventual obliteration. (laughs) Eventual Because people... Is it because they saw you laughing at it and they're like, hey, what the fuck? He did the yeah, uh, anti-trans yeah. thing? Oh, yeah. yeah. answer for everything. Oh, yeah, because as soon as you identify with it, like, at all, you know what I'm saying? I feel like as soon as you entertain it, really, at all, 
now everyone uh, has feels enabled to make a great deal of presumptions about mm. how you how you feel about it. You know, given that you feel about it and that your feeling is not immediate uh, disgust, you know, just. I wouldn't even say yeah. shame, but just this uh, rejection, repulsion. And if you've gone so far as to not just disregard it, but like maybe you even laughed at the premise or something, then you're fucked. Oh, yeah. That's why if you laugh at all, I'm saying just can't laugh. You just can't laugh at it. And so you look around, <laughs> you have to look around at everybody in the room at that point that's watching you laugh, and you have to do the, the only right thing to do, which is to stand up, cross the room, and slap the fucker in the face. <laughs> every time, yeah, every time. That's literally that's actually what happens to me every time I laugh. So, <laughs> like I'm sorry, you get up so, and uh, slap the television. I can see our droppers. I can see our our listeners dropping like flies right now. But um, <laughs> fuck them, dude. We don't give a damn here. We, you know, if something's that's funny, right. if something's funny, you laugh at it, and yeah, it's not right. I don't even. It's not. It's not necessarily even. Um, uh, good, but you know you laugh because that's the way of the world right now. You, you if you don't laugh, you're just getting serious and, and angry, right? Well, there's nothing wrong being serious and angry if you're like a domestic well, terrorist. Or uh, yeah, I like that. We gotta, we gotta pull off some kind of heist. Right? If you're putting anthrax yeah, you in do the something about it, but a lot of people just get mad and sit around and be mad. And... Oh, there's no point in that. Not yeah, a very inactive madness, you know what I'm saying? Involuntary, well, inactive. People the... often ask us about our, the name of our show, Why Are You Hate Radio? And it's like, if you don't hate something, you're not fucking paying attention right now, for God's yeah. sake. Right? Or at any time. <laughs> it's just critical, th- critical thought. Like, uh, <laughs> any, anything can like ar- arouse a feeling of hatred in you. It doesn't have to be based on some divisive thing. That's true. I think that's true. I think she can be very uh, arbitrary. Uh, well, like no, you were saying, impotent. Nobody says, oh, why are you guys raging? It's like, clearly, uh, there's plenty to be angry about, plenty to rage over. Indeed. I see yeah, a, that's true. I see a, a difference in between the impotent rage, who people who are just like, I don't know, like outraged just to be outraged or uh, like really speaking out against uh, whatever, the fucking government or Antifa or whatever they're angry at. Like, that's kind of an impotent rage. But then there's this, cons- this not necessarily concise, but uh, there's, a, there's a specific, like a concentrated rage that is not, that's the, whatever's the opposite of that. There's a, there's a conviction to it. Um, yes. I think that's the difference is it's the, the conviction, like, to to just sit around and be angry all the time, but but like without anything behind it, even if it's just you know uh, writing your own original thoughts rather than just repeating someone else. like or doing something like putting anthrax in the mail. At least there's a conviction, you know. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I yeah, at least at least there's a conviction. There's a there's a plan of action and it's enacted. Yeah, yeah, there's also, something. There's something about liberalism, right? Where it's like, oh, you should never be angry or hate anything. And it's like, fuck that. It's like, we we need to rage against the machine. Hate is a fucking, hate makes you as strong as a people if we're all together in it. And we learn this from Anonymous. You learn this from the unions and the labor movement. It's like, 
the there it draws people together and you're taught to not to ever hate and that's why we're hate radio okay because it brings people together not because <laughs> it it fucking turns different classes against each other that's not fucking what we're about no, we're just about hear bringing that we, people together here yeah we hate being stuck in traffic i think that's relatable oh yeah, yeah. yeah. we all hate that we're all together we all that. hate that yeah bob Duro, uh bob Duro thought perfect <laughs> Too long in LA. What? Uh, <laughs> Too long. Does uh, when when you see uh, the word hate radio, it, does it automatically make you suspicious of like what's it about? Is is it is the is the irony just a thin veil that sort of thing? Yeah, I mean, I want. Uh, I mean, not necessarily. I think people. I feel like people enjoy. I take a great deal of joy out of hating things, you know. Haters. They're a big uh, yeah. thing on the internet, right? We got oh, the haters. You fucking life. got yeah. somebody that you don't like, everybody joins together hating them. Oh, yeah. Maybe for a good reason sometimes, too. Yeah, on, on occasion, once in a blue moon. <laughs> once do you have... They will be worth hating and, uh, <laughs> you know, planning their downfall. You know? Hey, do we, uh, uh, do we call you nonchalantly? Is that what you go by? Call me nonchalantly, call me Christian, you know, pirate. It's okay if we call you Christian. Christian, yeah. Do you have do you have any haters, Christian? Uh, uh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I definitely yeah, I, would say, I would definitely say that I'm well, not stereotype your hater. What's your stereotype hater? Oh my god. Oh yeah, uh, we have our kind. Uh, we know what ours a is. Stereotype hater. Yeah, yeah. Stereotype uh, your hater. Just um, I, a woman that I've wronged in the past. <laughs> okay, oh, that's hate. You know, Kilgore's got those too. The past. Oh, yeah. you must have a yeah. That's, that that makes sense because your poem, your your tweets are very passionate. You and know, I recognize and... that uh, you and I have probably been through a lot of the same situations just based on what I've read in your work. Fortunate. <laughs> That's the case. That's oh, oh, I don't like that. So <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, right, Mister Miserable, Mister oh, That's me. No. And I'm not trying miserable. to take it down. No, no, I, no. I was just pointing out that it's it's relatable, yeah. and also uh, your material comes from conviction. Like it's it's not just ah, eh, some some oh, bitch yeah. fucked me over. It's there's a there's a point of view that's like that's that's looking for the deeper aspect of of humanity and the experience of that personality style oh it's definitely not just someone fucked me over yes i would say that the situation is fucked my eth- i think if there's a poetic or ethic that i really really try to um ingrain or to present i i don't i think the objective you know the objective of a good poem it's almost equal or about the same as stage directions. You know what I'm saying? It's trying to present mm. the totality of a circumstance, you know, to, oh. to enliven, Ooh. you know, flesh it out sort of. So that's I, a, that is good because, you know, even just saying, oh, the poem should give you a feeling is not the same as the poem should give you the whole scene of a, yeah. of a dramatic fucking encounter. Yeah. That's huge. That's big. I like that. Poem should encapsulate a tone, I think. Mm. A whole Almost situation, easy. a whole social sphere yeah. coming to come coming to a point, right? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I conversion. Like the, yeah. Uh, yeah. A, t- a tome like a like a big thick book. I think like a big a corpus. Oh yeah. Well, tone. Yeah, I did say tone. I did say I think tone. Said, I think he means tone. I heard yeah, like a poem a should tone. encapsulate a tome. It can, you know, yeah, a whole body of work. Sometimes a poem in of itself is really a... Uh... Well, I recently listened to um, Jorge Borges' uh, speech he gave to Harvard. I think it was called the This Craft of Verse. Mm. It was all about poetry and um, to him, the height of a poem was just um, bringing a feeling. But when you bring in drama to it, he never mentioned drama. He said, oh, prose and poetry are closer than anyone thinks, but he didn't mention drama. And when you mention drama, <clears throat> that I think even strikes closer because in the drama, you've got all these characters interacting and it brings about this whole narrative feeling and that feeling is not just the feeling you get out of a po it's 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 a um there's much more to it it's much more complicated much more complex you know yes that's a, that more a fucking, that's a fucking great point you made well i think the the things and the people and the posts i try to emulate uh or at least i have found worthwhile and that I cannot stop thinking about John Berryman sort of being at the forefront. And he. Oh, really? You know, That's your yeah. influence. Uh, John Berryman, because uh, it was just really funny to me. <laughs> it's just really funny to me that there's this guy whose entire fame rests on him pretending that he is black. <laughs> and oh, he's wow. not really and he's desperately like upset about it it's very funny because it's just like an ironic jack harlow or something and that's hugely influential yeah. to you a white guy pretending to be putting on as if yeah. he struggled like a black man well i think as if he struggled like a black i think it's interesting that he wants to it's the always the does he really wanting want? to struggle like a black and, person like the like really? but black people's you're a black man, right? Why would you identify with that? That's curious to me. I wouldn't say I. De- I would um, identify something in it. I wouldn't. I don't mm. know if I necessarily. Mm. The, you know, there are some parts. Obviously, there are more humanistic aspects. I would say broadly humanistic parts. Does he sincerely? Settle, you know, uh, does he really like want to be black, or is he doing it like as a bit? It's very difficult to tell. That's why I like it. <laughs> I saw. Oh. I think. Yeah, I think that yeah. The whole point is like he is so miserable that he can't not be a black guy. Like oh, he just only, has to. The only one is so down fucking miserable right. that he simply has to be black. <laughs> but he knows oh, he's that's not. pretty good, and so he just expresses his psychodrama. You know, like oh, wow. the funny. the only way. The the only way he could be more miserable if he was to like take on the affectations of a Jewish guy. Yeah, basically. If he was like Ezra Pound's like uh uh, Ezra (laughs) fucking Pound. For our listeners, Ezra Pound is the modernist poet who who joined the not the fascist party in Italy as a propagandist because he was so fucking invested in his ideas, right? 
Also credit. And, yeah. and, <laughs> and he spent the the latter half of his life fucking in this PTSD silence where he would barely, I think he published the Cantos, right? And that was it. Or yeah. Yeah. Like, progressive. Yeah. I think like mm-hmm. add, uh, additions or whatever over time. Yeah. Yeah. And so, man, that cracks me up that you're, that your most influential poet is a white guy who wishes he was black. And isn't that some, doesn't that say something about, I, you know, I feel like he wasn't that big a deal, but maybe he should be now, right? I mean, if oh yeah, I think something so. in him. He was yeah. not a big Deeply deal. Understood. The people who are interested in him, even uh, uh, what's his name? There is a fellow. He uh, he wrote a book called Blues Laws. He has a couple books out, but I don't. I don't even really like um, <laughs> Kevin Young. Kevin Young, and I should maybe I'm being polemic. And I'm gonna sound like a kid <laughs> because, but Kevin Young, Kevin Young is one of the few black poets who really engages with him, and I feel like he doesn't. The thing when anybody engages with John Berryman, which they should obviously be engaging with, is not what they engage with. Which is the fact that this is a, a white, like pretty educated, you know what I'm saying, literary mm-hmm. fellow mm-hmm. in America, you know, working with the sonnet, you know, verse, you know, the musicality form. You know what I'm saying? Musical verse or, or lyric verse at the very least. And the only way, uh, and he's also a confessional poet, you know, he's drunk, alcoholic, you know, all these sort of modern uh, malaise and ailments. And the mm-hmm. only way that he can uh, he can do it, that he can extend, you know, his life, you know, uh, and express it in a meaningful way is through... Is 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 through pretend? It's through blackface. Blackness. It seems blackface, yes, blackface even. Blackface. Damn. Much better. It's a literary blackface, certainly. You know what oh. I'm saying? The addiction so, and whatnot. So he is not. He is absolutely impersonating a black person in his poetry. He's you would got. Say. He's got a big beard. He actually looks like Cornell West. Oh. God. <laughs> You know what? I had this moment earlier today where I was looking at Snoop responding to um, uh, the the fucking slap from Will Smith, and he was like, "We'll never know if it was staged or not." And I was like, "Damn!" And I was looking at his like features, like if I was black, I would look like Snoop. And I'm and now I'm thinking like, "Holy fuck!" What? <laughs> I was actually thinking that earlier today. Holy yeah. shit. Oh God! Yeah, no, it's true. If you're in the South in America and you're a white guy, chances are you've got black DNA. Just in, just deal with it, right? Um, oh, I guess it oh. says. Here, <laughs> hey, uh, Christian. <laughs> hey, Christian. Is this true? It says uh, the shit about Berryman, the frankness of Berryman's work. Whatever. It's B E R R Y man, right? Yeah, berry like berry like okay. Because it, it talks about uh, the controversy from drawing on nineteenth-century minstrel shows in which white performers in blackface did racist stuff. So he was yeah. actually consciously and directly drawing on blackface. Oh That's yeah. True. Oh wow. Yeah, this is, this is like a part of his like yeah, he poetic. Kind of you know, knows poetic, what he's doing. I guess. Yeah, he's I, like a. So he's doing something some like Andy Kaufman sort of. He wasn't he wasn't doing it totally straight, right? No, I don't think it was naive. I don't I definitely don't no. I don't I think it was there was some cult. reconstruction involved, you know. Oh yes. Yeah. Okay. There's some 
Okay. So <laughs> and reparate. That sounds like <laughs> there's some yeah. value to it other than just kind of like leering. Well, well yeah, that's why nonchalantly is yeah. Yeah, yeah, into yeah. him. Okay. No, this is clear, clearing things up for our listeners. This is great. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's, I think he's, uh, well, I mean, if you look at the, it's very interesting. He's considered a confessional poet. I don't really, confessional poetry, as far as I know, is like a modern American movement in poetry, you know, mm-hmm. sentimentalism, uh, really a kind of voyeurism. I feel like, uh, I feel like he is really the farthest from that because he, he is so obtuse, you know, that he chooses, you know, as a white poet. Uh, in a time of incredible racial and ethnic strife, you know, to use what is the ultimate, I think, American mode of expression and flattery, which is imitation and hyperbole, Mm. you know what I'm saying? Uh, That's a good point, because, you know, just to merely fucking imitate and, and amplify as a white man, right? He's, he's, um, as a white man, in a, in, in a, well, that's the that's the point. As a white man, as giving a white voice man. to the voiceless, because the black man doesn't get published right at that time in history, right? I mean, but that's also problematic, of course. So there's, it's very complex. It would have been published in the forties yeah. and fifties, I guess. Well, it's not. Uh, it's, I don't think if, if black people are published, certainly not published in the way that you see them published now. It's very mm-hmm. certain. Mm-hmm. It's Absolutely. Limited range. Yeah. Are you a yeah. fan of Star Trek? I, I, I don't watch that much Star Trek. Oh, actually, no. well, Star Trek <laughs> Deep Space Nine, it has this episode. Uh, well, okay. First of all, Star Trek Deep Space Nine is the only captain who's a black man. And mm-hmm. he, and he, there's an episode where there's a strange flashback to the 40s and he's a sci-fi writer trying to get published and he's trying to publish a story about a black man who was the captain the the um you know the commander of this space station like he is in the normal show and it's a complete struggle for him against racism right and it's and and he's a method actor and he um, the captain totally breaks down and falls on the ground in a fucking epic uh, performance like I've never seen. And apparently he was on the ground for minutes and, you know, maybe even an hour afterwards of they, them shooting this scene. It's incredible. Uh, it's like far, uh, far beyond the stars, as I think is what it's called. I love oh. Deep Space Nine. I don't know. Uh Sorry, I'm ranting about Star Trek, like my nerdy fucking obsession. But uh, <laughs> my bad. I think I know the episode you're talking about. I yeah, do, it's I, very famous. It's very famous. Yeah, I think I saw it on the Watch Mojo list once. I think I definitely. It was like the ten most affected uh, uh, or the ten most something about. It was about race and like TV, mm-hmm. like the ten mm-hmm. most poignant uh, oh, episode of depictions of race TV. Or it would be on that list easily. Yeah, um, and that actor, uh, it, I his name escapes me for the moment, but he's fucking incredible. Probably the best, probably the best captain Star Trek has ever seen, and oh. because he's a method actor rather than a Shakespearean guy or mm-hmm. uh, or your average TV actor, he's very good. I'm, I'm 
Watch, uh, I'll probably have to check out Star Trek eventually. I feel like Deep I've Space been... Nine. Deep Space Nine is Deep the Space one Nine. that puts black people at the center. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Deep Space Nine. Like, uh, here's a here's a good a uh, good nonchalantly tweet that uh, that encompasses oh, a tone. You gonna read it for him? In the, in the this was voice. from uh, do the poetry voice for no, 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 no. Go ahead, Isaac. Go ahead. I'm not doing it. Poet voice. Uh, this is from um, I guess about two weeks ago now. In the frigid hour of early morning, a vista overlooking the witching hour, a little rabbit nibbling grass is a threat, a predator. That rabbit is viciously Ooh. innocent. That rabbit Ooh. does not starve from hunger of you does not suffer for knowledge of you as I do. Wild. Careless. Ooh. Yeah, down bad. That's a, <laughs> well, that's yeah, a tone. His reaction is like, ooh. Yeah. <laughs> the poet here. React to your hurts. own thing. I, dude, if someone reads to me my tweets, it hurts to hear them. I'm, I mean, I'm not even self-conscious. It's just like, you know, ooh, ouch. You know, I feel like it's pretty understandable. You know, uh, things sound better, you know, the first time you write them. Sometimes they just sound better in your head. <laughs> you know, it sounds better in your head. Ooh, here's, yeah, a, uh, here's a Rickles. I, here's nonchalantly uh, doing Rickles. Everyone I would marry is reprehensible in public. This is a must. I love that word, reprehensible. Re- reprehensible. I, I can hear it in Rickles' voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone I would marry is reprehensible in public. This is a must. Ooh, me too. Me too. This is a must. I agree. <laughs> a must. I agree. No, listen. If someone isn't totally obsessive in their mindset, I can't fucking vibe with them. You know. Oh man, I was so dangerous. <laughs> so. Oh strange. yeah. So dangerous. So real. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I I understand. I do like. Uh, that's probably not good. Well, I do like a good obsession. I don't know. I feel like once you go wiki diving on random topics for like hours on end, like leisurely, uh, you know, just on your own, your own free time, uh, that probably has to inflect or affect uh, <laughs> your interest in interpersonal. That's someone I can vibe with, right? If they're if they can fucking focus on one thing for like days and days and days and days. Yes. I can fucking vibe with that. If someone is just here and there and shallow, nah, forget about it. Yeah. We had a guy like that on the show. He went to the bathroom and did a bunch of speed and came back. Oh, cool. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, speed runner. That's cool. (laughs) He was a speed runner, dude. Carl Jobst. He fucking Jobst on the chat. He he went away. 80% speed run. (laughs) <laughs> oh, there's Celestial SW in the chat. Not quite Gonzo. She's always been a good friend um, in the chat. And uh, Celestial SW says, hello, I'm reprehensible now. Welcome to the club. <laughs> nice. Also, nice. I don't know if you've been watching the chat, Christian, but there's been a bunch of girls in the chat room. Their pussies are getting wet over this poetry. Oh, shit. And, oh, yeah. Um, Gob- yeah goblins in the chat. Clean it up, dude. <laughs> Clean it up <laughs> in the fucking <laughs> chat room. Yeah, hey, can you play that? You didn't play that goblin clip yet. Oh, no. Yet. No, I didn't do the goblin clip. 
Listen, There's... if you would fucking indulge us for a second. No, we can't uh, do it. Sec made this fucking prank call. No, it's this... like six minutes long. We don't have that long. It's so fucking funny though. No. We gotta play it but sometime. Yeah, we'll we'll play it on another show. We only it. have him tonight. Okay, okay, okay. That goblin shit made me laugh my ass off though. I God. I've been calling around to uh, pest companies, um, and just you know. Uh, politely and calmly explaining that there's something under the floorboards. I don't know what it is. My shiny shit has gone missing. Uh, there's a chittering sound. It could be a goblin or a scamp. I don't know. And they're like, okay, yeah, we're going to get off the phone now. And that's how it goes. That, well, you know, that's what happens when you're not fucking equipped to deal with goblins and <laughs> act like a coward. You know? exactly. <laughs> yeah, and I call him out like, on it. He's like in the call. He's like, you all ain't got anybody you could send down who's got some fucking nuts to deal with goblins? And they're like, no. <laughs> yeah, no, we're no, we don't do that. Balls around <laughs> no, we're a bunch of pussies, sir, and uh, we can only kill rats. I said, so send me the rat bait. They're like, we're not just going to send you rat bait out. Because like, we, now we know you're trying to kill a goblin, so we're not going to come and send you rat stuff. <laughs> He's like, you ain't got any poison to put. All right. All right. <laughs> Uh, let's do another um, nonchalantly tweet. Is that okay? Where else could we find your work? I've asked you this offline. Oh, oh man! I mean, I have uh, I have a single chat book. I have a single chat book from uh, HidingPress dot com. But besides that, there I think there are some published pieces in uh, the Azure Belgian online publication. Uh, besides that, admittedly, I, I, I it's mostly just my Twitter. It's very funny. It's mostly just my Twitter. Now, are I, you uh, just a poet, or or have you ever done any rapping? Rapping? Been, <laughs> yeah, you could. Uh, you could start mentioning some because we've had rappers on our. That's true. Popular rappers yeah. on our show before. Um, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, old Scruffy. And the chat is a good old rapper. Oh. And he, yeah, uh, you may know him by the name Young Internet. Young Internet? He's a, he's a hacker rapper. And, uh, you know, he's got some good rhymes about zero days and so on. Uh, but, you know, probably not up your alley. But, you know, I'm really if you've high. had any raps, we'd love to share them with the audience. I have a single... <clears throat> I wrote, I made something, uh, it's an instrumental track on my SoundCloud, oh. and it sounds like shit. Oh, well. Don't play it, don't play maybe it. No, we won't do that. <laughs> we'll share some tracks later. It was, yeah. where, 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 you said you were. Yeah, there's a single song, there's a single. Um, well, you, yeah, I don't mean to talk over you. There's a bit of a delay because of the fucking VPN and stuff. Um, oh, well, you're fine. I was gonna, I was gonna say, uh, fuck, I don't. I don't mean to stall the conversation. Suddenly, I'm really high. But um, I was going to say, <laughs> Jesus Christ, I can't even get through the fucking sentence. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. Take the Azure what? It was the Azure what? Time. Is that website? Uh, which website? The Azure Bells or something? Oh, the Azure Bell. Yes, the Azure. Let me see if I can link it. Azure Bell. It's probably going to uh, be ugly to you when you try to link in the chat. Let's see. Oh, no, but in Discord it works. Here it is. 
Has it been linked already? Oh, did you link it already? No. Oh, okay. I'd like to thank the Terramana Small Batch for sponsoring tonight's show. Uh, Liebel Droker JK47. It'll put holes in your enemies. And your friends, too. Let's see. Oh, it doesn't matter. I do not have the Twitch app. I can put it uh, on. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Me. Just put it wherever. I'll look at it later. Yeah. Yeah, but that's that's why I'm public. I have a, a, a one single SoundCloud song it's called Adonis. Uh, oh, yeah. Adonis, the ideal male, the sexual ideal male. Hey now, talks now we're talking. <laughs> mm, talks a lot of shit. <laughs> Listen to it. Asiabell.com in the chat. Literature in between modernity and eternity at chronicle.su. Hate radio. Christian Bell, aka um, Incognitas, aka. Oh, we're putting sound clouds up here and everything, dude. Yeah, yeah. We're just dumping. Dumping links in the chat. This is this is all the plugs from our um, guest tonight, nonchalantly on Twitter. Put in the fucking underscore. Follow him. Fucking fave him. Like him. Retweet. Actually, just fucking do the retweet. Just All enjoy him first. Bullshit. He's he's a nobody, great, uh, talented writer. Nobody gives a shit about likes. Give him the retweets. Come or on. Just appreciate his... He probably appreciates you uh, investigating his work more than a fucking retweet or a like or whatever. You know that's yeah. true. Numbers don't count. The fucking thing no, that numbers don't count is people, people fucking engaging. Okay, that's right. And, and understanding yeah. and listening and fucking um, uh, and doing feeling, shots, feeling the poetry. That matters more than hitting that button, honestly. And and I mean, right. when I say retweet, fave, that's ironic. Okay, like fucking and subscribe. Engage. Yeah, think right. about it. Yeah, yeah, think just think about it. Click click on the bell, sign up for notifications. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that really fucking makes a difference, right? That makes a huge difference. Yeah, hit that fucking like and subscribe button. I'll tell you that much. It does make All right, our chat, <laughs> chat room right now, name changers thinking. Right now. <laughs> Turn off your Hey, you made him think. Power to the people. You made stupid demon baby think. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ooh. He's usually very stupid. Pretty, pretty progressive me if I do say uh, <laughs> so myself. Pretty progressive me. What? Uh, Thank, thanks so much for joining us tonight, um, nonchalantly. We oh, we so much appreciate a quality guest. It's so hard to find. It really is. <laughs> no, they're easy to find, but they won't agree to do the show. Oh, <laughs> it's easy to find anyone to do the show, but for the quality, it nice. really, it really is rare. Oh, well, thanks for having me. I'm glad that you consider quality in the first place at all. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm glad you guys enjoy my work. I'm glad to, I like the like the program. I think it's a cool thing back on. Thanks, man. Real it's cool. the ultimate cool. fun machine. You just. 
plug bullshit in and see what comes out, like an ad lib or something. <laughs> no, that's fine. Yeah, we barely try here. You know, we got the longest running Twitter joke of all time, and uh, I was just fucking stoned when I wrote it, so it barely took anything. Wild Bill Kilgore uh, started the Joe Rogan death hoax way back in 2014, him and Jamie. Yep. Oh, yeah. Me and all Jamie. Yeah, me and Jamie. <laughs> And it's still going All to this that day. time ago. And nobody even gives a fuck. You know, it's it's just, that's just the internet for you. You make a joke, people laugh, it goes on. It's another day. We love you. It goes on, it goes off. Take that much. Uh-huh. Christian, Christian are you a philosophy major? I am. I am. I study philosophy. Uh, I'm getting a minor in political science, too. Oh, very cool. Yeah. yeah. What are you going to do next? Um, I tell myself grad school after these couple of years of uh, pandemic education. Shit might sucks. give them a couple of years to figure it out. Yeah, you know? dude. <laughs> Fucking let yeah, the world get back to normal, maybe, and then have a normal grad school experience. So, oh man, no, I don't, even, I don't know, I don't know if I buy the normal thing, but let it, let it go somewhere. Let the world yeah, go yeah. somewhere. You know? Yeah, let it go somewhere. Well, yeah. Gently ain't a normie. Come on. How do you how do you feel about the possibility of going into grad school, right? And then you sit down at a table, and it's you and twelve other people in the same situation, and you guys are all by the end of that year going to produce a book or a manuscript or something. Is that weird? I think that's weird. I think that a lot of people should uh, ask themselves if they think that that is something worth starving for. You know what I'm saying? And maybe to answer that question, they should play Elden Rings. <laughs> see how long ah. it takes. And see how ah. long it takes to get tired of fucking Yes. Yeah, Doing the same Elden thing Ring. over and almost over. As a, almost as hard as your masters, right? Yeah, basically. Most people uh-huh. cannot master Elden Rings, much less so a degree. You know, I oh, know. yeah. You know. I, I remember at the end of my undergrad, I was... Uh, I was writing like 80,000 words for my journalism program and probably mm. another 10,000 for this fucking uh, English thing I was doing. Mm. And at the same time, even though I, ha- I was in a relationship, I, I managed this uh, lucrative but time-consuming uh, EVE Online game. Oh, oh yeah. I've heard about it. Because I had... I had it within me. I had the capacity to hit all those targets and just keep on rolling that I fucking added this entire uh, fictional conglomerate system that I had to like be the head of. I was sending out shareholder emails and shit. Oh my God. Playing Dune. <laughs> Playing Dune. Yeah, Internet Dune. Oh, because you, I just built up that capacity, you know? Like, I can take care of all this shit at the same time. Why not throw that yeah. on, too? I said, that's a good workflow, to be honest. I mean, that sounds like uh, when it was working so long as it worked, like it was actually very. I like, you know, I, I like having free time, but I like having free time that I know I'm going to use for something mm. that I like to do. Free time, which is literally just free time, you know, just absolutely separated from any sort of labor work is honestly so hellish to me. It is so abysmal to me. I cannot, I don't know what to do with Celestial SW says in the chat, your poetry is great nonchalantly. 
I like the one about oh, birds. She likes the we'll bird one. More. Oh. Thank you. Oh, yes, bird one. I was a really fan out. there. I appreciate it. Oh, man, you guys put me on. <laughs> you guys really put me on. I'm putting you up there. Uh, fuck, what was I going to say? Um, it, it didn't come, like, I actually didn't. I wasn't able to do all that at once because I was also doing Chronicle, which, yes, doing it all at once. But then I had a girlfriend, and she would sit mm. off to the side and be like, when's my time? Like, what, when do I get some of that, James? And uh, it was never. Did you ever have that experience? Where, uh, it was never. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, I had to go. <laughs> have I um? Have I ever? I don't think I've ever had that experience. I used to play the oh, the last time I played like a really time consuming like MMO or like a game that really took up that much time. Or even well, not the game, uh, but unless, unless the whole time deal. Management. You mean oh, okay? Yeah, um, I have. I have. I feel like every honestly every uh, one of my relationships. Is sort of tinged or inflected with that because the only things uh, that I am ever thinking about is like, you know, this is this is perhaps I think this is more self-destructive than holistic. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, I've had that feeling, dude. The I tell everybody yeah. that the Internet Chronicle mm. was built in the presence of sad, neglected girlfriends. <laughs> oh. Yeah, probably. it's so hard to have a relationship and to like be uh, have your own time to be productive. It really is. Well, yeah, if you if you do not plan accordingly, I suppose, or if uh, this doesn't work out that way, I feel like quite often it does not work mm-hmm. out that way. If it doesn't start that way, so it's far more. That's true. Uh, mirac- m- miraculous. I feel like when it, when you when you have something that starts quite miraculously. And that carries on. That can be, I don't want to say more destructive than uh, beneficial, but um, certainly, certainly, it's not as helpful over time. Yeah. No. Sometimes you fucking uh, fall in love, and uh, okay. maybe it's necessarily not the right time, and you got other things going on. The, yeah. yeah. My favorite was uh, the girls that I would be with that they had their own shit. They had their own passions. So if I was on mine, they were like, oh, yeah, yeah, me too. And so, like, they're working, and we can do that together. Yeah. No, that's always good. I love that. Oh, yeah, that's good. Two people who are active. Yeah. Two people people who are not inactive. (laughs) They got their own shit going on. We were going on about the um, female dating strategies right earlier, right? And that is um, totally a woman who is, like, looking for the relationship as the centerpiece of her whole fucking life and doesn't have their own passion, but it's looking for that perfect fucking man. Right. And, uh, to, to just be the whole passion of her life. And I, I feel as more time goes on, I feel like more and more, um, I want someone not who is the great passion of my life, but someone who I can, tolerate long term tolerate that's, that's a high no I, that sounds like a low bar but it's, I know, I know it's a much are. higher bar than you might imagine this relationship is sponsored by Terra Mana small batch <laughs> <laughs> I can tolerate her so I feel like no I don't understand I feel like sometimes uh, it is very difficult to tolerate actually people you feel very passionate about 
when you, know. you and as time goes on, it gets harder and harder because oh, you know yeah. you expect so much out of someone who you've felt so passionately about, right? Uh, right? And, yeah. and it becomes to the point where um, it's intolerable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They're, Does they're not on totally on the same page all the time, right? Yeah, yeah. That would be perfectionism at work. For unfortunate perfectionism. Yeah, toleration. That is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It is, sounds like a low bar, but it's actually in in my experience a very high bar. And it, it is, yeah. yeah. No, I I believe you. It's it's much more difficult than you would imagine in a liberal democracy. It's just not difficult at all. But it's incredibly difficult to uh, find people who do not just make you feel passionate and who you tolerate. You know, people who do not just rouse you to certain actions and responses and stimulate you. You know, I feel like uh, I feel like a lot of uh, relationships that are based off of stimulation and not the ability to, like, cohabitate mm-hmm. or, like, live apart or something, you know, but mm-hmm. that, that cannot deal with silence fundamentally. Which is the, very, which is the usual thing is you're you know, the, the way of life that you have every, the day-to-day life is not a passionate love affair. It it can be for weeks. It can be for months. Some people can even draw it out for years. Not me, but, um, to, to be able to cohabitate, as you said, to tolerate someone is entirely rare. Um, and, and to be passionate about someone seems well, it's beautiful, but uh, sorry, it's kind of it happens with anyone almost pretty, oh, com- yeah. pretty commonly. Quiet that, this is too sim. This is too cynical, maybe for the romantics out there. I'm sorry for you, but um, it's just it's just my hard heart from years of uh, fucking bullshit. I can't relate to the lady if there's not some kind of. Uh, danger or like holy shit we're kind of breaking the rules together kind of a feeling oh that that is you know at after when you get a hard heart passion is harder to come by and yeah it has to be some fucking transgressive shit i, I know and i need the passion powerful too and yeah, it's but it, like, it feels like a crime it's like dirty oh yeah no i i identify with that a million percent what about you yeah. nonchalantly you ever you got that <laughs> proclivity I, I think I think so. I think it's like transgression, but it's very like context and case by case based. Oh, you know? 100%. Like the, so, yeah. yeah. No, it's not something so, you can fucking stereotype. It's a person, right? It's you, that yeah. one person. So you oh, just yeah. like you see it in her eyes. You might catch that glance, and you're like, "Oh, this is about to be fucking something a little off the beaten path here." Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's much more annoying than <laughs> <laughs> much more annoying. <laughs> Yeah, no, well, you know, in a way, it's like, oh, yeah, you fucking got my number. Fuck you. <laughs> How did you do pull that off? I'm, I'm just sick of you. Is this, is this weird? <laughs> what, is, what is this like for women to hear this? And not those, like, weird subreddit women, but, like, normal women. I see, what does this sound I like? I see nothing but LMAO, LOL, LOL in the chat right now. So they're liking it, I think. All right. You know, <laughs> because... A relationship should be personal, and I think everybody on all sides can agree to that. It shouldn't be about stereotypes. If, if you ever say to 
say to a girl, you're my type. That's the biggest insult hey you now. could ever say. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. I'm a miserable piece of shit you like you? Say. Got it. Right? Yeah. Uh, I think I think you're definitely uh, blatantly reading from the script on stage. Yeah. Oh, my <laughs> bad. My bad. No, 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 no. No, just in general. That's, that's, that's usually what that, that signifies. Yeah. Mm, it's just not a method that. actor. <laughs> it's not a method. It's a script actor. Yeah. People, it, it's it's kind of creepy that, that we we borrow our, our cues from things that we've seen on television. And, like, that's really how we're out there trying to do it sometimes. Yeah. Well, that's just so much. I feel like it's so much of life. I mean, we borrow our cues from television, you know. That's half culture. The otherwise, yeah. yeah, half the cues. Otherwise, just television anyway. So you're <laughs> you out <know>? there <laughs> delivering these bullshit lines, and yeah, you're just reading from the fucking script, man. Like I also saw even, that episode of Ellen. Even when we're hitting all the taboos, right? That's just kind of fucking, you know. That's another script, right? Yeah, yeah. Transgression at some point does, uh, or oh, seediness, I guess, at some point does kind of clear up, clear up in the. Uh, Oh, yeah. Prefabricated stuff. Can we ask where you're from? Uh, Illinois. Okay. I'm Illinois. Hey, you're yeah. the Midwest. Like uh, Chappelle. You mentioned Chappelle earlier. He's the yeah. Midwest guy. And um, people often criticize him for that. Like, oh, you're not, <laughs> from, the from, the you're not from the South, right? Oh, my God. The Midwest, you know. I feel it's like more. People, I, it's more racist than the South, isn't it? Um, no, there's it no depends. way. I think it depends. Oh, okay. I there feel like for what the people say the North is supposed to be, North is certainly more. It may not be more racist than the South, but it's certainly more disappointing. I think than the South. Well, that's wow. un, that's fucking uncon, uh, yeah. uncontroversial. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, very basically. <laughs> yeah. It is maybe not as racist as some, but it certainly just has to be about as disappointing, uh, if not more. Yeah, yeah that's true. if not more. Very disillusioning, which I feel like is, uh, I don't know, pretty at good. Least, good. At least shit is kind of cheap in the Midwest. At least that's what I've noticed. Like you oh, everything but fucking gas now. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, that's true. It's kind of far from the uh, supply of gas. We had a the economy. Uh, we had a we had a this guy that we used to throw gas on and uh, threatened to set him on fire. <laughs> oh, yeah, right, right, right. And uh, it's just it's so expensive now. You can't do that anymore. Oh, the poor fucker. <laughs> the, poor, the poor son of a bitch. <laughs> And how are we supposed to trying to put on a show, light himself on fire down in the town center and nobody's got the money to spring for his fucking gas. And these, um, these, these monks, how are they supposed to stage their demonstrations now? I mean, I feel like we all got to start pitching in. They got nothing. Do your part. Give them a match. (laughs) Give them a match. Become a rage against the machine cover. Give a monk a match, folks. Hey now, give a monk a match, like that's a that is a line right there. Give a monk a match, folks. <laughs> give a monk he's a trying, match. He's trying to burn himself down for a fucking demonstration. Can't you have empathy, <laughs> people? Don't you know a man with a goddamn cause when you see? It? Yeah, for fuck's yeah. sake. I can see some woman Jesus coming up with her bleach blonde hair, fucking parted over on one side, and she's got like a barbecue lighter. <laughs> 
<laughs> She's already carrying. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, yeah, I got him. I got him. Don't worry. I, I always happy to help out. Somebody's oh, no male friends. Awesome. I see some in chat. Let me, uh, let me uh, come get a show for a moment. How do you how do you feel about? Uh, well, you're you're a couple of male. I assume. Do you have a do you have a lot of female friends? What do you think about uh, male female friendship? How do you what do you think about that? I feel like that for for contemporary the contemporary generation hot topic. You know, um, listen, I didn't realize it, it was a hot problem- topic. It can be problematic if you make it problematic. Yeah. I feel like just if you're just fucking cool with it and treat them like you would any other human cool being. Cool with what? Just being fine. friends with girls? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's fine. What's, I, I what's don't have any trouble about with that? that myself. I got a lot of, we have I, a lot of friends that are girls here. Sometimes Women. it gets, sometimes it, okay, so if I really fucking appreciate a woman and go out of my way to say it and it's just in a friendly way like i'm not you know trying to fucking i'm just trying to appreciate her right (laughs) i'm just trying trying to to be like you know the way i would appreciate another guy and i don't want his fucking dick of course but i'm like a woman doesn't have a dick and you do that and the woman will be really put off and that's that kind of, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't oh, it oh, doesn't man. infuriate me. It makes me kind of sad because my intentions have gone astray, and yeah. I realize my intentions are not what really matters. There's a whole another layer of social shit and yeah. and all this. But Every other man exists. Yeah. I wish it was not so tense and and not so sexual, and I could just appreciate a woman i think it's uh i think it's okay person, that know? it gets sex that, it, that there's a sexual component i don't think it really challenges the friendship if if that shows up because like you can both kind of be aware of it and acknowledge it and like still just not go there it's sort of it's just the next stage of maturity i think is just being able to sort of consider that like because i think most people it's so black and white they don't want to consider that there's this gray area where Yeah, maybe the two people did acknowledge their sexuality, but it was, like, not in a way that it even went there. But, like, okay, so they addressed it. Tato is mentioning boundaries, and that's important. What do you think are the boundaries Boundaries that should not be crossed between between opposite-sex friends? Do you think the boundaries boundaries for uh, friends who are of different sex should be higher than friends who are of the same sex? Well, I think that oh, tends to be true. I think that it should they be higher? Well, I don't know. Like male culture, like male friend culture, I feel like in America, pretty gay. Like it's not, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. pretty reductive. But like, it's as someone who's been in American, like, yes, as someone who's been in like in a Midwest American high school, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, been around just like dudes being guys. Allegedly, etc. I feel like uh, perhaps the conception of boundaries in in male friendship is uh, people presume a little too much about it when they start talking about opposite sex relationship. You yeah, know? like oh, opposite sex. I hear you must be yeah, trying to fucking yeah. poker. You're just you're just on a path to banging if she's <laughs> of the opposite sex. Whereas if you're men, never right. No, yeah, uh-huh. just a couple guys. Yeah, exactly. Hey, this evening on Twitter, somebody, uh, somebody sent me a DM like, "Hey, who's so and so?" 
And I'm like, I, uh, uh, I don't know. That's not a, why are you asking? You know, that's not a threat. And I ended up having to block this person just because they were so like not at a stage of maturity that like just seeing some, uh, some other woman on Twitter following me was enough yeah, to be well, like, Hey, so who's this and what's this? But I don't even have a, I don't even know this person. And suddenly sometimes I'm explaining who's who to these to total strangers, right? Total yeah. stranger, you gotta put a boundary. I uh, I blocked her. Yeah. Well. Fuck her. Mm-hmm. Well. Oh. Fuck her. Oh, I blocked her. <laughs> That's that gas, man. That's that gas. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's uh, the entitlement, dude. To just think that, like you. Uh, that somebody else should have to change their behavior because you two know each other. Like I wouldn't want that from a stranger on the internet. And I sure as hell wouldn't want that from a significant other. I, yeah. I'll have, I'll have friends and they're, they're going to be women. And you know, if you can't ha- trust that, then mm-hmm. uh, they probably just don't trust themselves. And you, you know, you can't be with a, a person like that. Oh man. Relationships are so fucking uh, fraught these days especially with covid and and all this isolation and shit it's like it amps it up to the next level even oh yeah oh especially with uh oh yeah people who are now like at clubbing age who are not like legal partying legal suicide in public age i feel like uh i don't want to say no one knows what they're doing but coming out of a pandemic being 21 you know what I'm saying? Just being let out into the streets of American civilization, you know, I'm going to come out and say it. It seems like no one knows what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> well, it feels like everybody's an incel nowadays. Oh, they've yes. all got this fucking insane uh, tension constantly. Tension, anxiety, Ugh. yeah, fear. That must be we're COVID. All, we're all in the everybody's incel stuck inside. Because I, I think I was fucking a lot before COVID, and then. Like after that first year, like I kind of got back to it and uh, it got oh. normal again. But dude, that that year where everybody was stuck inside, I think it's still like hanging around like a fucking fart cloud. And, oh sure, oh, yeah, absolutely. I think that was the people till they die. I think that's I think uh-huh. that's a general like generational like event. Like that is going to be represented in the genome in like a couple centuries. I'm sure. Oh, there's new sexualities even being invented. You heard themselves <laughs> to fill in the gaps. Women who are attracted only to incels. Is that actually a thing? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I just, uh... <laughs> what do you think of that? You know, some yeah. problems uh, try and solve themselves by uh, becoming different problems. And I, <laughs> I just... oh, I like that. Yeah, I I would I would fucking incel if it made the problem better. Yeah. That's that's what uh, Charles Fouillet says. A lot of French a lot of French people seem to think that they're very <laughs> open. You know, in are. America we can't we can't touch the, the incels because they're verboten. But uh, in France, why not? It's a new fetish. Isn't anything? Isn't anything sure. in France? Yeah. Oh, the French are the uh, the uh, leaders that we all need to follow, like Foucault. Maybe there should be some kind of a government program where uh, women on state payroll uh, and guys too, I guess 
can can join in the fun. Be prostitutes for the state, and then uh, you know facilitate uh, sex with these fucking incels and straighten everybody out a little bit. That might well, help. That's right? how it should be. That's what you call that uh, that good pagan uh, <laughs> that good pagan eugenics. I suppose oh, there was. Uh, oh, is that temple. is that eugenics? Oh, well, not eugen. I couldn't figure the word out. <laughs> I couldn't think of another word. That's not, all I, there's a, no, it's really not eugenics. It's a religious practice, but it, I think it was really more of a civic practice. Some temple, one of the goddesses of some Middle Eastern pantheon, I believe. Not Middle Eastern, but uh, um, uh, what do you call it? Fertile Crescent. Ancient yeah. civilization. Ancient. Yeah, yeah. I like that Fertile uh, Crescent, baby. Yeah, sacred prostitution was basically a tenant mm-hmm. of uh, one of those. Asherah. Yes, yeah, you know. <laughs> you yeah. Know. yeah. I, I mean, so it's not, it certainly is not, un, um, people say that sort of thing and they just sort of laugh it off, but it's not unprecedented in human history at all. I'm not saying that that is a form of life or uh, government that most people want to emulate per se, but uh, only that we are not without our solutions, regardless of how uh, much fine-tuning they may be. Hey, man, I'm sorry for bringing up prostitutes uh, to fuck incels. Yeah, we're having some sacred prostitution here. Like, in, I don't mean to. You ever see that? You ever see that sci-fi no, show? No, uh, let's not. Let's not. Let's not talk about that. Where they got that sacred prostitute? No. Uh, it's called. Uh, you never seen that show? Where, we we uh, no, we're no, running no. out of time, man. This is this is running very long. <laughs> yeah, we can't we, talk you know, about that we're show. We're not on a limb here when we're banging prost- sacred prostitutes. No, <laughs> but uh, you know, hell, I'd rather have a sacred prostitute than the fucking normal one. I'll tell you that. I'd pay that extra hundred bucks, sure. Like an hour, <laughs> hour, no problem. If she's gonna put a, if she's gonna do a little ritual. Hell yeah. Would be the Madonna horror complex. <laughs> I believe that is what you call it's like what now the Madonna. Right, here's something I really embarrassing I did one time during sex. I was, um, sure. dude, I I pulled out this word that uh, maybe even you, Christian, you won't you won't know it. Uh, you no, you probably know it. I I fucking I, I was in the heat of passion, right? I was like, oh my god, this is uh, about to. F- finish inside this dirty girl and so i called her uh i said you're i was like complimenting her i, I was like and i called her an owry do you know do you know this word what is that word h-o-u-r-i i think it's like h-o-u-r-i i'll have to look that up i think it's like from islam or something and it's it's one it's basically one of their whores in heaven that that they get it's not and I, oh, I called her this word. That's horrible. Yeah, that's incredible. That's, yeah, that's incredible. I bet she was just like, "What, what are the you fuck talking is that? about?" Yeah, yeah. What the fuck you talking about? That is literally incredible. <laughs> I have not. Oh my! That's what they call. I'm all I've known is for those bad, like Ahmed the Dead terrorist jokes from Dead Jeff Dunham. I didn't know that. Ooh, that's the word. Oh that's like the official yeah. Bible oh. word. Yeah, that's the, the that's theological a term, huh? You that's can a, you should have called her your little whore. Oh I my mean, god, you dude! Turn you, her on. you can look at the associated the, the associated press style book. It's it's right there. If 
when you're writing nice. about a... press style progress. <laughs> is that actually in there? It's yeah, you gotta flip Ooh. to uh the H Oof. section for Aury. And uh you know. It's got a very specific use. You you really you know, don't the hold chat, it. The chat loves it. The chat loves it, so maybe use it on them, maybe. Yeah, but, my uh, little hours. You know, outside of outside of chat. the chat, you know, forget about it. Uh, you know how um, Lady Gaga has My Little Monsters? These are our, my little Auries. Um, all right. I'm sorry. Dude, I'm sorry. Good I'm God. sorry that this is the show that I asked you to come on to, man. I didn't want it to be like this. I wanted yeah, it, we... it to be classy, and um, I wanted there to be like a tinkling of ice in a glass. This is a whiskey bottle, whiskey in a glass. Well, I think we heard that. Uh, the sure. chat is the chat is suggesting you say my little slut instead of oh my, my little hour. Yeah, they okay. don't like that. They don't like any of this. <laughs> yeah, they're they're disgusted. And <laughs> this is a male chauvinist fucking oh my God, goddamn dude. show. I we better pull that. We better fucking. Yeah. I'm doing the cut your neck uh, gesture right now. Like end it. <laughs> Before we uh, bury ourselves and never get laid again. Fucksnet says, just says hi. Tell Jess uh, we say hello and we love her from Hate yep. Radio. Hello. We're totally cool here. Everybody's fine. Yeah. And uh, we love women. We have binders full of women. I don't. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I love women. I can't see uh, <laughs> no binders. I don't. I don't see any women in my binder. There's... These are just old. Uh, what? What? These are just fantasy football statistics. All right. This is Hate Radio. Um, Christian, nonchalantly, find him on Azure Bells and uh, nonchalantly underscore at Twitter. Thanks. Not only for doing this program, but for for really for putting up with the fucking absolute degeneracy that I didn't mean to spring on you. <laughs> no, it's just a couple of boys being boys. Come on, <laughs> come on, come on, guys being guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's really been an honor. It's been really good. I can't really have it time. be just guys being guys, though. This this is unacceptable. This is sausage fest, and uh, uh, no, and, you've been a great guest. Um, We've had hundreds of worst guests, so hundreds of done great. No, you're one of the best guests we've ever had. Is is one of my favorite conversations. Absolutely. That's that's what I mean to say. Oh, exactly. thanks. Well, thanks. Well, you know, one of these days, maybe we can get a non-binary folks on. You know, of, uh, non-binary. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. We'll go non-binary. I hope, as I hope hell. you're not insinuating that we're just like checking off the boxes right now. Like, okay, we got our uh, we got our ethnic minority <laughs> and, our fucking, and our fucking gays are next listen uh, what you do with your boxes is your business my man <laughs> yeah man I'm checking some boxes if you know what I mean yeah man if you, if you want to be a box I know it's been a great oh, privilege and honor for you to have me on that's all dude I'm really fucking uh, I just owe the world a thousand apologies that for all I ever did in my life, that this is how I turned out. This is Radio Hate, uh, brought to you proudly by Liebel Droker Incorporated, Terramana Small Batch, Terramax, 
JK47, the concept of time itself and working from home. Um, those, those mean girls from the subreddit, thanks to everybody in the chat room and the CEO of twitch.tv, whatever's something Shaft. Yeah, we left a message at his family's uh, fucking phone. Thank you to um, nonchalantly Christian. You're you've been a great guest. Very many laughs. Oh, thanks. Thanks for having me. Uh, nobody tell Shaft that we that that was us that did that, please, because we will <laughs> we will lose our channel, and um, and that other. That other fucker we called Spyco. If anybody knows what's going on with Spyco, drop me a message because maybe he actually was in trouble, and that's why I gave everybody his phone number. Um. Oh, and if anybody's seen Gabby Petito, hey, I'm I'm HateSec. This is the Internet Chronicle Chronicle.su Radio Hate. Follow us on uh, iTunes and Spotify and all that horse shit, and you can go to the podcast website HateRadio.su. You can subscribe there and do whatever you're supposed to do to um, uh, appease my will. It's been a it's been a motherfucker of a show. Everybody, go fuck yourselves and uh, and never come back. Thanks. Mm-hmm.